Hello and welcome to Miss Checkpoints, the video game book club podcast. Today we're starting our discussion on Chronicles of Reddit, Escape from Butcher Bay. I'm your host Marcus and joining me today as always are the homies. First off we have Dante. What's good guys? Next we have Greg. What up? And last but not least we have the homie Trevor. I'll kill you with my teacup. <laughs> it, it'll um, all make sense. <laughs> um, we're 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 talking about Chronicles of Reddick Escape from Butcher Bay. This is Trevor's game uh, for the month of September. As you can see, uh, are here. Trevor is a avid Chronicles of Reddick fan. He's a, he's a devout one. He's really he's really hyped about it. <laughs> you can say that. So I'm gonna kick it to him so he can introduce the game. All right, so. Since this game is based on a video game, one of the best um, video game adaptations of a film ever made, um, or one of the one of the best film franchises ever made, um, I'm going to start with the films. Um, just kind of giving you background. If y'all have any other questions about the films, please, please ask, because I've watched these films like. At least a hundred times. So like, this is. I got a question. <laughs> question already. Are they as corny as the game? Oh. Okay. So starting early. So, so one of the things about the films is like the first film was very low budget and it was really campy, which it, which is what garnered uh, like a cult following, and so the other films, as far as the dialogue, have really followed that. And so that's kind of where, you know, the quips that Riddick does and the really, like, campy dialogue that he has in the game, that's where that kind of comes from. So it's like Fast and Furious, but in prison. Oh, man, I knew you were going to hate You know what, but that, that you know? does actually sound appealing to me. Stop. We ain't gonna We ain't going to downplay Fast and Furious like it's not the best film franchise. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'll go ahead and get into it. So, in the year 2000, uh, the actor Vin Diesel, he starred in the low-budget film Pitch Black. And this film was actually renamed when it had a DVD release to the Chronicles of Riddick, Pitch Black. And I think that was kind of because uh, once they came out with the sequel, that the sequel became sort of the center of this film franchise. And everything else was kind of surrounding it. It was kind of like extra information. Um, adding on or building onto the universe around Chronicles of Riddick. But um, in Pitch Black, the main character is actually an anti-hero named Richard B. Riddick. And he's a notorious criminal who is, has the ability to see in the dark. And he's mainly known for two things. That's escaping and surviving. And in this movie... Uh, Riddick finds himself crash-landed on a desolate planet with a crew of other surviving passengers. And like I said before, this film was a sleeper hit and it gained a cult following, which one of the reasons why they keep on making these movies is because of the DVD sales alone. There was even an animated short film that picks up right after Pitch Black called Dark Fury. And have any of y'all seen any of the Riddick movies? So I saw Pitch Black, and like one of my friends, and and uh, and I think in high school was 
trying to get me to see it, and I I just didn't really get the appeal of it at the time. And I, I don't really remember a whole lot of it um, today, but I, I definitely remember it just kind of not being too wild by it. I attempted to watch Pitch Black recently, but I was unsuccessful. And I just always remember going to, like, Hollywood Video and seeing the DVD and thinking the DVD case looked cool, but I never watched it. I have no history with that franchise. Oh, man. I remember reading some um, reviews of this game when it came out and hearing that it was really good, but that's about it. Yeah, I was going to say, for me, um, I think when I started getting Game Informer was around when this game first came out, and I remember hearing the the praise for this game as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. I think it had one of those cover stories, and I think it like had a really big review when it came out in Game Informer. And yeah, I, 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 yeah, and I think it was even regarded as the best video game uh, mov- movie based off of, or video game based off a of movie. Yeah. I think it, it probably still... Yeah, up until that point, I'm trying to think of if there was anything else that was close to that. I think it, it probably is definitely still like top three, because I can't think of anything off the top of my head since this Spider-Man 2. But Spider-Man 2 wasn't based off Spider-Man 2, was it? Yeah, It 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 was was just the sequel to a Spider-Man video game. The only other thing I can think of, and I don't know if you guys played it, it was the the Path of Neo, uh, that game. I think that was maybe one of the better ones. You're either saying a really okay game or a really terrible game. (laughs) I can't remember which. (laughs) Because the Matrix is very spotty with its... Video I remember the, the one that had, like, the, the first Matrix one was the one that had Jada Pinkett and somebody else in it as the main characters. That was pretty bad, but... I'm, I'm going to look it up while Trevor's still introducing. Okay. Well, um, so, like I said, uh, Pitch Black had an animated sequel. It was a short film that uh, kind of takes place, like, after the events of Pitch Black. You'd have to see it to kind of understand it. But um, in 2004 a proper sequel titled The Chronicles of Riddick was released. And this story picks up five years after the events of Pitch Black. And it actually explores more of the lore around the Riddick universe, as well as the origin of Riddick. And it's in this film where we get references to Riddick's antics at Butcher Bay and Ursaluna, which are the prison settings for both of the video game um, prequels, um, Escape from Butcher Bay and Assault on Dark Athena. And so, the first game, Escape from Butcher Bay, is actually the subject of our monthly podcast um, for for this month. And Escape from the Chronicles of Riddick: Escape from Butcher Bay is a first-person action and stealth game. It was developed by Starbreeze Studios. And to all of our frequent listeners, that might sound familiar to you. Because they also developed Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, and Syndicate, which are um, other games we've played. Um, So go and check out those episodes. Um, It was released on June 1st, 2004, which was a week before the film Chronicles of Riddick premiered in theaters. Um, Escape from Butcher Bay was also produced in partnership with Tygon Studios. And Tygon Studios is a developer founded by Vin Diesel himself. And it solely focuses on video games that feature Vin Diesel. So it's, <laughs> that's tight. It's, did, uh, 
Did this studio do anything else? Or was that it did the... Wheelman. Oh, yeah. That was the only non Riddick game they made. Another game that should have ended up on this podcast. <laughs> hey, there's still time. <laughs> and and another funny thing is Tygon Studios happens to be a subsidiary to One Race Films, which Marcus, I don't know if you know this, but it's a production company also founded by Vin Diesel that produced a lot of films starring Vin Diesel, including Fast and Furious and triple x yeah i'm actually on the wiki page right now (laughs) yeah and and i believe they did like the the reboot fast and furious movies yeah yeah, all the ones after um, the good ones the good ones yeah where they started to get like a a story like a storyline to them yeah um but escape from butcher bay and its sequel assault from dark athena both serve as prequels to the 2000 film pitch black and if you watched the film Pitch Black, you might remember the character Johns, who's actually transporting a captured Riddick, um, similar to um, the game that we're playing. And like I said, this game is a stealth action game, uh, which was influenced by other games like Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell. And the version that I believe all of us are playing is a remake of Escape from Butcher Bay, which is bundled with Assault on Dark Athena. And that was released... Um, I believe the original game was released on um, the OG Xbox. I didn't look this up, but does anybody know if there was... if they changed the game at all in this remake, or if this is this just like a pure, like, pretty much port to uh, 360? I want to say I read somewhere where it plays smoother. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. But as far as like um, any like changes, they redid to the controls... graphics with the Dark Athena stuff, if I recall. Okay. Because if you look at it, you can tell that it's not like just a straight up Xbox game. And one of the things I remember Game Informer pushing, like when the original came out, was um, is this new technology they have with graphics called bump mapping, and essentially it's like you have a flat texture and then you have stuff on top of it that makes it look, I guess, it has more depth to it. And you could definitely tell just like looking at some of the character models in this game, like, okay, well, they started with that and then they probably improved on it when they ported it to 360 and whatnot. So I thought that was pretty cool, kind of like remembering them talk about that way back when and then being like, oh, yeah, they actually did have that. So. And 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 I ended up playing this when it first came out, but I I just don't remember enough about how it looked as far as you know back then compared to like now. But it's still oh, there's there's parts of the game I think that still look okay, but it it definitely looks a little dated. Did uh did you remember beating it or did you? No, no, I, I so another uh, one of those. Yeah, like I <laughs> I got a little bit past the the prison uh, section, and then that was it. I don't remember. If it was 2004, I was probably playing Halo at that point. And that, I mean, why Halo wouldn't too, you so. be though? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's probably why I never got back to it. Yeah. All right. But well, um, but you, yeah, I, I pretty much wanted to play this game. Like I said, this film franchise is one of my favorites. Um, and Riddick is one of my all-time favorite characters. But the only thing that's kept me from playing this is I've never been like a huge fan of stealth games. So that blows my mind because you like Assassin's Creed. Well, 
Mm. <laughs> I mean, I've only played the first two. Is it really a stealth game anymore? I don't know. So, to be I'm fair, I don't know. Playing this game like a stealth game. Um. Wait, what series did he say? Sorry, I'm Assassin's saying Creed. Assassin's Creed is Trevor's favorite video game oh, series. No, those like... are like the most anti-stealth stealth games. Yeah. I'm just. It blew my mind that he said Riddick had a character, but. We'll get into that later. <laughs> whoa! 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 I can't wait, guys. I cannot wait. <laughs> okay. Well, you haven't watched the movies. Because, like, one of the cool things about the movies is, like, in each film, um, everybody's, like, afraid of Riddick. Like I said, he's this notorious criminal um, who supposedly murdered a lot of people. And and part of me wants to say, you know, it's it's all a conspiracy against Riddick. You know, he's the he's the black guy in all the movies. And, and but that just, is black. They're just they're just smearing his name. Well, in the movies, oh, but you know they're just it, it's basically the media portraying him as as this you know evil person, which he's only had to kill in situations where it was absolutely necessary. But those people like made to get somebody's eyeball. Well, yeah, yeah, I like that, but that was because of the circumstances he was in. But um, but because of that, like everybody in the movies is like really afraid of Riddick but then depending on where he is like what planet he's on there's always something scarier than him and then he ends up becoming like the leader um guiding everybody else like they end up following him and so I don't know if that's going to happen in this game because you know we're only playing we've only played up to like the halfway point now so I guess we'll figure out on the next episode if it um pans out similar to the films but um but yeah, that's that's pretty much the reason why I wanted to play it, and so I'm glad I have people to talk to talk about the the movies with now. Because like back in high school when I first started watching this series, um, I didn't know anybody else who had ever watched these movies, or the people who did watch them weren't like enthusiastic about it. They were just like, "Oh yeah, I caught that on TNT," you know. So, well. <clears throat> thank you for that trevor yeah <laughs> um i guess we kind of even already talked about our like i guess none of us have seen any of the movies and this is like everybody except for greg's first time with the game um do you want to lead into the game or do like how do we want to introduce this game should we talk about let's, i guess let's talk about the beginning let's talk about the opening cinematic yeah, since the, I think that's everybody's like first introdu- introduction to Riddick, um, since nobody's seen yeah, the movies. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, in the opening sequence, there's a cinematic at the very beginning, and Riddick is in hiding, and like his hair is growing out, and he has a beard, and you know he's he's in like a a tundra type of environment, and he's hunting animals, of course. And um and then he like starts seeing visions and hearing voices. Um and this is actually um I guess like a, a nod to Chronicles of Riddick because it doesn't happen in pitch black, but there's a character who comes to him in like these visions and this voice, um, named Shira and she's kind of like his connection to his past, like on his home planet. Because it hasn't said it in the in the game yet, but Riddick is basically like the last surviving 
um, person in his race, like which is um, he's from a planet called Furia, and it was explained in like the Chronicles of Riddick that um, there was a conquering race that went to Furia and killed everybody on that planet, but Riddick ended up surviving. Like I said, that's one thing he's known for because he is what's considered an Alpha Furian. And so he has these powers, or not necessarily powers, but he's he's kind of like um, Captain America versus like a, a normal human. Like he can still die, but he's kind of just supercharged. Yeah. So, first thing, you said he's from not Earth, right? Basically, I don't think I don't a, think anybody's from Earth. He's a human appearing person right and everybody else is human appearing yes so are there alien like i mean i know there's creatures i think everybody that has been in this um franchise has been a human character the only other thing has been like monsters like there are creatures like the in the first film there are these these pterodactyl bats um in the second film, you know, they have, like, these hellhounds. Um, the third film, they have these, like, scorpion-type um, tremors monsters. And so they're... Um, but, yeah, all the characters are, are actual humans. Okay, but they're just not from Earth. Right. Okay, I, I just want to make sure, because you're saying he's from a different planet. I'm like, wait, what? Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. It, imagine a bunch of different Earths. Like a universe full of Earths. And, you know, they just happen to travel across space and, and you know, that, that sort of thing. Alright, well, I actually didn't remember that part. I just remember the actual, like, the the, the arrival is the part that I remembered. Yeah. Well, this... I, I remembered it mostly because, like, in the beginning of Chronicles of Riddick, um, he has that same appearance, and it's kind of funny to picture Vin Diesel like with fully grown hair and a beard and all that, because in yeah. all of his movies he's bald, clean shaven. Yeah. Um, but he has that same appearance, so that led me to believe like this part of the game is actually taking place either right before Chronicles of Riddick starts, or somewhere. Well, yeah, it would have to be before Chronicles of Riddick starts. Um, but the game ends up being a flashback to before Pitch Black. Okay. Weird. Yeah. Like, okay. I, I guess that's something you wouldn't catch unless you've seen the films. I did, like, int- I do intend to watch the movies, but I, cause I looked at the chronology of uh, um, the games to the movies, and I believe that said both the games are set before any of the movies. So I think it's set, like, the two games, then Pitch Black and all the other Chronicles of Riddick stuff, so that seems how it was set up. <clears throat> but um Yeah, let's let's get in let's let's start getting into this game. So um So Trevor said the game play, takes place in a flashback and so it opens up with a cinematic where you see Riddick is being transported Basically, he's there's a bounty on his head, so this person, uh, Johns, is collecting him uh, as a bounty. I guess Johns is a bounty hunter, 
or something along those lines. Yeah. And he has a brief conversation with Riddick where Riddick basically says, like, hey, there's no way you're going to get what you want from me. And um, this is kind of where you start to see Riddick's personality. He's very... Or lack thereof. <laughs> mm. He's like, I don't even know. This is like action hero. Or not hero, but just like a swarmy, like... He definitely like comes a lot off of one-liners. Yeah, one-liners. Yeah, yeah. And just, he's like a smartass. And like pretty much Vin Diesel's like I know his whole MO. <laughs> yeah. I literally like I didn't realize so I knew that Vin Diesel was the star of these movies. I didn't realize that he voiced himself either. Like I knew they had his likeness, but I that I don't know why, but I just didn't think that. So when I first heard his voice, I'm like, is that is that my boy? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, yeah. So my very first note was Vin Diesel with three uh, exclamation points. So like I was in because I was like, okay, like straight up, he he basically is his character, Dominique Toretto from Fast and Furious, as far as like how he makes those smart ass like out the side of his mouth remarks when somebody of authority says something to him, and. I don't know about Dante and Greg, but I'm I'm I was here for that because I was like, okay, this is Fast and Furious adjacent. Okay, okay. Um, but uh, he ends up waking up as they land and stands out in front of Butcher Bay because they're all waiting for the warden. And then he, I think I think one of the he's being transported with a couple of other people, and I think um, one of them's like, hey, 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 John. Riddick, Riddick, Riddick. Johns has his back on us. And then they, they're like, you gotta do something. So then you as Riddick, this is where the game starts tutorializing the game for you. So it tells you how to move and it tells you how to punch and it tells you how to crouch. And at this point it shows you how to do a stealth kill. So you can sneak up behind somebody as long as they're not aware of you and you can sneak take them down. And it's basically just different speeds of cracking somebody's neck. <laughs> it's either like you can silently crack their neck or break their neck or you can quickly do it and make a, you know, big noise or whatever. So um you you kinda you just straight up murk Johns and then uh you get his gun and then you start going through the ventilation ducts and basically you escape into the desert and like it's all played out through tutorialization. So how do you how do you feel about that, Trevor? Um being the Riddick fan, like, how did you feel about the opening tutorial sequence, like, starting off with a bang, almost? Well, first of all, as soon as he killed Johns, I knew something was up, because... Spoilers! I mean, not really a spoiler, <laughs> but, you know, Johns is still alive in the movie that takes place after this game. Like, he's he's still transporting Riddick um, at the beginning yeah. of Pitch Black, so... So I knew something was off when that happened. Um, but of course, a lot of things in this franchise have been retconned. Um, but as far as a tutorial, um, I don't know. I felt kind of mis- misled by by them making it into a, a dream, pretty much. That was the only thing I didn't like. Um but the fact that you actually get to um, learn how to climb and go through sewers and it introduces one aspect. Um, I think, do the do the guards have weapons at that point? 
They do, and right. um, that's when you find the DNA. Exactly. Uh, which is a cool... You Go ahead and explain that. So, basically, one of the guards uh, loses his weapon. Um, and I want to say this is in that first... Before you even start going through the tutorial. But one of the other inmates that's being transported tries to pick up a weapon. And that's when you find out if you touch a weapon and your DNA is not encoded in the data bank or whatever, um, that it'll shock you. And so that's where you basically, that's that's how they take away um, your ability to use weapons at this point. Is by, you know, saying that you have to, you know, have your, your DNA encoded in, in them. So, well, not weapons, firearms. You're right, firearms. Yeah. Of course, of course, we know how prisons work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we know. <laughs> so, um, I guess the... I don't actually... Not knowing the story of this series or whatever, I actually didn't have an issue with it ending the way it did. The issue I had is the game made it seem like it was going to be more stealth-focused than it actually is. Yeah. And that was... Uh, Knowing what I know about you, I was like, "Oh snap, Trevor seemingly chose a stealth game." All right, cool. Like we haven't played a stealth game. This will be fun. And like so, like beyond just snapping John's necks, you're like you're sneaking through uh, ventilation ducts. You find out when you crouch in certain settings uh and shadows shadows yeah thank you i, I don't know why I can, but yeah and shadows like your stealth and your screen gets a um like a blue aura or tinge to it and that means you are unseeable or it's just harder to find you and so you can take out guards and like kind of learn their walking patterns and take them out and then you can even drag their bodies while you're crouched into the shadows so other guards can't walk into find their body and so i'm like all right cool we're playing an actual stealth game i haven't played a stealth game in like since like chaos theory the the splinter cell game back in like the original xbox so i was like super hype about that and ultimately i think majority of the stuff that i've played this game has just been in this tutorial section which has kind of been disappointing I think there's some sections where you can be a little bit more stealthy, but for sure, I've uh, I've just been trying to gun it out for the most part. Yeah, I don't think this there's... This is one of those games where you just don't get rewarded for doing any stuff, so... Yeah. Yeah. Like, I find it a lot easier to shoot my way through most of my problems. And I've probably uh, only seen one situation where I've needed to drag a body out of view so the other guards weren't alerted. I know, and that's, like, the disappointing part is, like... It's cool that it's in the game, but like it ultimately like it doesn't matter. But uh I guess after you you escape out into the desert like kind of Trevor alluded to, you find out oh like everything fades to white and you Riddick hears John say rise and shine Riddick and turned turns out I guess he was still like asleep or knocked out from the ride or whatever. So, um, and, and that's actually another nod to the movies too, because there's one scene in Chronicles of Riddick where he's like escaping from this prison and like, he's like, he doesn't actually see, um, how everything unfolds that leads up to the escape, but he's able to describe it like, 
you know, scene for scene what happened. And then mm-hmm. they look at Riddick like, how did you know all this happened? You weren't even here. And he's like, it was my plan. And so that's basically like him like formulating this plan to break out before anything even happens. Okay, okay. Um, uh, yeah. I, before I guess before we get too far, I, I did kind of want to uh, get everybody's opinion on what they thought about the just the opening tutorial sequence because... It, it for me, it just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth at the beginning of the game. <laughs> like which part specifically? I, I think it was just mostly mechanics, like just kind of how the game felt and how it played. Like it just like the rag doll when you drag a body. Uh, that and then I didn't feel like the aiming was very good. So just like early on, I just kind of got like a uh, I don't know how I'm gonna feel about this type of vibe. Like just from that alone, I. I'm disappointed that the the stealth isn't a more fleshed out component of this game because I freaking hate the combat in this game so much. Okay, we we can get I, to that once we go <laughs> into the prison part. I, I, <laughs> we can go in about. Oh that my part. god, <laughs> I feel like I'm playing a Starbreeze game, guys. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, dude. I which one? Hate- both like <laughs> there wasn't any combat <laughs> brother hey i was puzzled uh, dude like yeah we will we'll get to it we'll get to it man man <laughs> um i like yeah so I, I actually the the main thing for me with the tutorial was I had to tell myself, I'm not playing a 360 game. I'm playing an original yeah. Xbox game. So these controls are going to be a little bit like... I think, what is it like? The crouch is X or something yeah. like that? Yep. Which is like... Normally, it's like you either click in a thumbstick or you hit B. Um, I think to pull up your... There's a weapon wheel. And I think that's to pull that up is like right bumper. Which I don't even remember it telling you that. They do at one point. I just couldn't remember at where, but I, they they definitely give it give you a uh, tip about that. Um, what else is there? Um, there was something else really wonky about the and like I kind of kind of going oh, with the fact that X isn't reload. That just always yeah. What is reload? B B. Yeah. Okay. So it's opposite. B is to reload and X is to crouch. Which so I'm playing on PC and I know I can change it, but have you guys tried to change it? No, I didn't. I didn't try. I was just curious if it was. I'm not sure if you can. Can, I'm not sure if you can. I'll have to look back into it because I before I play any game, I always like make sure the subtitles are on and look at the controls. And I think it was just it was already preset, and I don't think it was one of those because I mean this is Xbox. I mean what 2004. That yeah. wasn't like something that they would have been doing back then, like that. It was you. You'd be cycling through preset stuff, not being able to set it your on your own. There's one other. I feel like there was one other, like, thing in the game um, that was funky. Oh, one of the cool things. Well, yeah, I mean that, that's fine. That's fine. Um, one of the cool things is uh, you don't have a HUD in this game for the most part, which I didn't think about until i was reading something today it's like the only thing on your display is um your, your life yeah. yeah there's no um 
I mean, your ammo count is shown through the gun, or like on the gun, I guess, because it's in the future. So you can see how many bullets you have uh, that way. Um, and I, I guess because you're not collecting anything per se, like grenades or anything like extra side weapons or anything like that, that um, I, I thought that's kind of cool. Um, something that we're taking for granted uh, being a first-person game. I also thought it was kind of funky that it is a first-person game just based off of, like, I wouldn't, you wouldn't expect that first, like, that was my initial thing. I was like, oh, I'm playing a first-person stealth game? Like, that's kind of funky, and I thought that was kind of cool, but uh, it ends up not being, like, a stealth game per se, but I thought that was kind of cool thing that to, to find out in the tutorial, because I, I went into this game not knowing what to expect, besides, like, oh, this is, like, usually regarded as one of the best it's, video games based on a movie. It's also got a really interesting perspective, like, when you go into stealth mode, like, you can already kind of see the, um, I don't know, like, Marcus, you know, like, in, like, how in perspective, you know, is, like, things are further away they get narrower yeah and closer up it gets wider um that's kind of how you're looking at this game but then when you go into stealth mode it kind of emphasizes that like you're focusing in on on what's directly in front of you even does like a pretty cool thing of like there's a little bit of a color change to let you know that you're hidden yeah 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 and the, the 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 one of the things that i think will be understated is we are saying like the game kind of looks a little like aged in some places. I think the lighting in this game is freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The lighting in this game, like the way the shadows, like it, it's really cool. You can see guards walking, doing their walking route. You can see their shadow around the corners. Like, un- unfortunately this isn't one of those games where you can shoot out lights and everything like that. Wait, wait, wait. There is some sections you can do. There are? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, bet. Okay, and that's kind of my gripe with stealth because I feel like some there are some lights that you can and some that you can't, so it kind okay, of okay. throws it off a little bit. Okay, cool. I mean, that's good to know that you can because I tried to for a couple and I they weren't they were ones that you couldn't, so I just assumed that you couldn't. Um, but yeah, I think the lighting in this game is really cool, and I don't know if this is going along with what Dante said with the texture. But one of the weird things is like to me. Everything looks wet or like damp in this game. Yep. And I don't know if that's like the aesthetic of like the movie, but it's kind of like makes the setting a little bit more grimy and gritty, even though I don't know if that's necessarily what they were going for. <laughs> Did you guys notice that? I think it's a byproduct of it being like an Unreal Engine. I'm guessing it it might have been 3, but it it probably was 2 back when it was originally created. And just that engine has a very like slick look to a lot of textures. Literal. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like if you look at rocks and games that were made in Unreal Engine two, light just doesn't reflect off of them quite like you'd expect. Mm-hmm. So everything ends up looking very moist. <laughs> <laughs> like it just has a little bit of like Vaseline smeared over it or something. <laughs> Not exactly. a little bit. <laughs> it's wet. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. And then, like, the only other, like, notable thing, the animations in this game look very harsh. <laughs> very harsh. 
Um, there's like one character that's standout that like we'll talk about them when we talk about them, but I think they do something really good with the animations. But otherwise, like it definitely looks like an old game. Even I mean, would we say Dark Athena came out in 2009? So like we're playing an enhanced version of the original game, and like it's still like. I'm, I would be interested to see what the difference is and, like, how the game looks 2004 versus the enhanced remake version. Um, all right. Well, so any other tutorial things? No, I think we can just move into the, uh, I guess the next section would be that the little opening prison. scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Riddick wakes up and John escorts him off the ship. Um, and then this is where you meet Hoxie to negotiate, uh, Hoxie the Warden to negotiate how much he's going to pay Johns. And you kind of see their relationship, uh, where it seems like Hoxie is like a real, real power trip type of, uh, warden. Um, and, uh, then you meet, uh, Abbott. And he's the one that escorts Riddick to his cell. Was that, was that your second note with exclamation point? No, I because I <laughs> not an X to the Z. Thing. X to the Z. <laughs> yeah, so exhibit uh, voices Abbott, so black dude, uh, black guard working for the prison, and um, he's like the, uh, the the super corrupt guard where like he's like I mean everybody's in prison. This is like your max security prison, and like he's just abusing his power and kind of like lording over the other uh inmates and um so now that you're in the prison i think this is when the game i i kind of get if i was if i was uh apprehensive about what the game was going to be about after that tutorial this intro prison area like kind of was like oh cool like there's a bunch of different inmates you can talk to they kind of have relationship and not like that, but like, uh, you, you can kind of see some of their relationship with each other kind of play out and like, oh, like this person just beat me up or like, um, uh, these two brothers are like gang, uh, running a train on another convict or something, I guess. I don't really know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's, like, you can see some of the power dynamics. Everybody's holding this character, Rust is his name, in high regard and saying, like, he's, like, the the boss of this area and Rust won't like that you're here or blah, blah, blah. You need to see Rust and all that stuff. So you can kind of see some of the, um, the, the history between these characters and this is where it almost I won't say open world because you're in a confined space but you kind of are off to do what you want to do which I thought was really cool and I can start to see like oh in 2004 this would have been a freaking like novel idea to have even though it's not necessarily an open world to have a little this the amount of freedom you have at this section even though it's like not really freedom it's kind of like was, a, a hub spot no. with all the NPCs yeah yeah. Which I wasn't expecting that either. I was expecting a very linear type game. Exactly, exactly. Uh, okay, okay, we're going to have to back this up. Cause back it I'm up, not back it up. Stand. I'm not going to let this stand. So, immediately after you get your first, like, main thing, and everybody's, like, line changes, oh, you need to do this, oh, you need to do this, how fast did that break your immersion? 
to them telling I mean cuz there was different people that wanted you to do Literally different things. Literally everybody in the prison's like, "Hey, you need to see such and such." Can't remember the dude's name. Russ, Russ. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely some like immersion breaking things in this game. But I I'm not sure what you mean though because like everybody's saying that because he's the boss and it's kind of like, "Yo, like Russ needs to know you're here." But not everybody should care that you need to see Russ. Like, I don't, I don't it's know. It's one thing if it's just a couple people saying, hey, you probably need to see Russ. But then when, like, the, like, grandma at the shop is like, hey, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm glad you bought this item from me. You should probably see Russ. It kind of breaks that feel. I mean, you ever been I guess. Prison? <laughs> like, I well, can't actually. say I have. Trevor's <laughs> Like I, I think learned. it was, I think it was it was it's more like Riddick's notoriety and the fact that everybody was like, "Oh, you're Riddick. Oh, well, you're gonna have to deal with Rust, or you need to go see Madsen." Um, because it, it's also the fact that Rick Riddick was going in looking for something, like you know, he was looking for a way to get out, and even though it, he may not have conveyed that in the communication. But that was that's your objective at that point is how do you get out of here? You know, who can I talk to oh, to get a weapon? Sure I knew it was my objective. I mean, I'm I'm actually I I see what you're saying, Dante, but I'm I'm more on the line with Trevor because I mean, there's a guy that wants you to <laughs> like I mean, there's there's literally the guy saying those two brothers in there are raping this prisoner, and there's the guy that's like, Yo, Melina, jack me up. Will you will you? F him up for me when he gets out of, you know, uh, lockdown or in this other guy's like, yo, man, if you want to make it here, you got to get yourself a shiv. And so, like, there's other characters there that are, like, not all about Rust. But, I mean, you're right. There are characters that are pushing you that way. But I think you're overstating how many actually are. I would say, like, half the characters are telling you other flavor texts and then half are saying, yo, let's see Rust. And... I, I think another part of that too is there's no wayfinding in this game. Like there's yeah. there's nothing to tell you to go from point A to point B. So when you're going along this prison corridor, I know it's it's very linear. Like you can only go in certain directions, but those are kind of like your marker saying, you know, kind of reminding you which way you should be moving towards. I would agree if they gave you a direction. It's like, Russ is that way. Because for the longest time, I didn't know where Russ is. I, I was the same way. And I, I was like, okay, I need to see this dude Rust, and I don't know how to get to him. And so, like, I just started talking to everybody, and I eventually figured out, like, oh, like, he is, like, everybody's making it seem like that's the very next quest you have to do. But there are two steps before that. And, like, they didn't really, sh- the game didn't tell you, like, oh, you need to do this, and you need to do this. And then you can see Rust. So, like, I... See, now I disagree with you, because I feel like they did do a decent job of being like, hey, before you need to see Rush, you need to get a weapon, and you probably need to kill this guy to get a weapon. So I felt like there was a byline of stuff leading... But I don't think it was, like, necessarily spelled, like, spelled out in the same way you're saying that it was saying, like, go see Russ, because you were saying it immediately took out your immersion, but, like, there was only two guys that said, yo, if you want to make it here, you need to get a shank. Which I don't even think is like necessary to the game. That's necessary to life. <laughs> you you want to make it here? <laughs> no, but the guy literally says like, if you kill X, I'll give you, or um, I don't think he says if I, you kill that person, I'll give you a shit. But he pretty much makes a deal with you, and he's like, hey, if you do this, 
I'll give you shit. Yeah, like, so you do the thing. two people basically are like, independently, they're like, yo, I want you to kill this person. So you kill him for one guy just because, hey, I, I'm uh, beating him up on your behalf because he jumped you. But then the other guy's like, yo, you killed him? All right, cool. Here's a shank. You know, like, I'm on your side. You're a bad dude. Yeah, I didn't even know the other dude wanted him dead until I just walked in talking to people just trying to figure out the where to find Rust. And he was like, oh, hey, thanks for killing that guy. And I was like, huh? Yeah, I yeah. You going? <laughs> there was literally two people that wanted that Molina guy dead, which, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, I don't know. Um, at, you end up like, you know, you, you, so basically we kind of already went over it a little bit. You get to talk to a lot of the different inmates and kind of get their characters fleshed out and everything. And uh, not fleshed out, but introduced. And there's a guy that you end up having to kill on behalf of two other prisoners. One guy is just really grateful that you did that. The other guy ends up giving you a weapon. Um, And then um, this fighting that dude, Molina, you end up... This is your introduction to the hand-to-hand combat in this game. And boy, is it rough. I... I mean, it's it's the way the game, if I remember correctly, the way the game pins it is so, like, left trigger is to block, right trigger is to swing, to punch. And um, they say, depending on the direction your character is moving will alter your attack. And I don't know if it means, like, the strength, the angle, or what, but... I didn't. I don't have a problem fighting one guy uh, at a time. I so like fighting this Molina guy. It it wasn't a problem, but it's when you're fighting like multiple people that I have a problem, and it just seems like it's just boring. It's not. It's not fun, and I don't feel like I'm doing anything. Like they they're like blocking and blocking and blocking, and then like. I can't describe it. Like, I've never played hand... I never played a game that had hand combat that was, like, pretty much just so boring and uninspiring. I actually think it's decent for the most part. Of course you do. Like, <laughs> it has depth to it. <laughs> You're not serious, games, are you? you? You like button mashers. You're so, not serious, um, are you? No, I'm dead serious. So, the the essence of the, like, combat is... You block, you wait for an opening. When you see an opening, you counter. It's it's a lot like Arkham, in a sense, where you're just kind of watching what your opponent's doing, reacting to it, and just playing, like, the defensive game. So I guess in actually that regard, it's not like Arkham. There's defense to it. But... Arkham is evasion. This game is defense. Uh, I wouldn't even say Arkham's evasion. It's just... There's Watching a dead the little blip light up above the enemy. But there's enemy. a dedicated counter attack. There's also the basically double jumping or hopping over somebody to like avoid their attack and like reposition yourself on the the field. So it, it yeah. Arkham is a little bit more positioning than this game is. Also, Arkham is like one of my favorite combats in a video game, and like comparing this to that, they're like they're nothing alike to me. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I just I could not figure out how to do a count like every I, every time I tried to do the counter it's like almost like I'm playing Ninja Gaiden again where like every time I tried to do it it wouldn't like I you would have get to hit. watch the enemy 
I know, I know, and I would and I would hit the button because you you hit the block button, right? No, it's the yeah. Attack button. Oh, oh, like well, I, I found I that um, I would end up countering if I double tap the attack button. Okay. Like I didn't even try to block in most cases. Whenever I got into hand to hand combat, I just moved out of the way. Oh, I would always just block. Because they also have, I guess, the same, um, the same type of technique where, depending on which angle they're attacking you at, it does a different type of punch, and so they can actually go around your block the same way you can go around theirs. So I'm guessing you like the con- the hand-to-hand well, combat too. My only gripe about that combat is because in order to do that, it requires you to be able to kind of move fluidly. And sometimes the character will like move to your side, but the controls are really slow, especially if you're blocking. And so in order to turn to look at the enemy and move out of the way, you're kind of using both sticks, but he moves pretty slow. And so I would usually still end up taking a hit even before, you know, because sometimes I was try to, you know, take down enemies without taking any damage of course but Mm -hmm. that was a lot harder because i don't know it was just me fighting with the controls i guess me fighting with the speed of the camera gotcha so one of the recommendations i read was to not move during combat like if you move that breaks your combo there's combos i stopped like there's combos there are combos see you just gotta like I said, like whenever they they attack me, I just moved out of the way and just waited for an opening. They just straight That's up definitely blocked. the best way to dodge at least. <laughs> Basically, I'd swing on them, they'd block, then I'd block, then I'd swing on them, they bl- like it was literally like we're just punching and blocking. Oh, that it sounds it. like you played it really boring. <laughs> that's I'm telling <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying though. Like I was just like, yo, this combat is so whack. Like I'm not moving around. I'm just like they come to me and I'll put my arms up, I'll block, then it's my turn to it's like we take turns and we block each other's punches and I was like this is so stupid. And you like, know what it you know I'm sorry cuz you you know what it reminded me of? Huh. Uh the very first Assassin's Creed like it, I mean it's essentially that's all that was. It's just kind of you just swing for a little bit, counter, swing, counter, swing, counter. Yeah, I I can see that. I can see that definitely. It was just, I don't know, like, as far as I know, it's not in a whole lot of this game, or like a large portion of this game is in hand-to-hand combat. Yeah, Um, and then it seems like the part that we stopped on, it almost turns into like a a mini-game, like the hand-to-hand combat. Uh, hopefully, because uh... <laughs> <laughs> like it, it becomes optional, but I, don't oh, know. I, I, I haven't actually saying. finished the game, so uh-huh. I don't know if there's any more hand to hand combat. I thought when you said mini game, like it, it would get fun. Oh, <laughs> not all mini games are fun. I just meant as far as are being you optional. Start putting Mario parties on our list. Is that what we're destined to do? That makes sense. When you describe mini games as fun, I'm out. <laughs> um. Well, anyways, uh, yeah, you take on uh, Melina and you get like a... Actually, you didn't even get a, sh- a shank. You get a... Um, the knuckle dusters. Knuckle dusters, which are basically like brass knuckles. And um, then you, you end up 
ended up meeting with Russ, or I think Russ finds you in your cell, and you guys have like a little showdown, and you're, you guys are about to fight, and then uh, Abbott steps in, and he kind of, he like, I forgot what he does, is he like F's up you're the dude that you helped out earlier, and uh, basically kind of show you who's running the cell. Yeah, and, and, um, and Russ breaks his finger. And somehow blood splatters across the wall. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, you never know. <laughs> like, how hard do you have to break somebody's finger in order to, to break skin? And <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. So, uh, and then I, this entire time you're in the prison, they're, they're making references to this other section of the prison called the, uh, uh, was it Aquila? Yeah. S- section? Yeah. So you're at this point. This is where that's where Rust and his croonies are. So you kind of that part of the prison opens up to you, and um, you end up fighting a lot of more, a couple more hand to hand guys, uh, hand, guys with hand to hand combat. And this is where you get to use a shank, a shiv, and uh, it does to, for me, anyways. It doesn't really help out in combat, like. Whether you're using knuckle dusters, you're just regular-ass fists or a shank, combat still is boring and sucks for me. Um, the counter animations, I guess. I'm guessing it's the counters that when you see them take somebody out with your weapon, right? That means you did a counter? Yeah, like an animation. Yeah, so like the, the takedown animations in this game are pretty uh, brutal. And like... Just kind of putting myself into 2004, that was probably something that was really cool at the time. Just this like, game I mean, is, like, is, was this game rated mature? Go ahead. I oh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It had to be. There's blood when somebody breaks somebody's <laughs> finger. <laughs> There's exhibit, for God's sake. X to the Z. <laughs> yeah. So... You'll fit. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> um,. But yeah, so like, I mean, like, I think like you stab people, like you stab them in the eyes, you slit throats, like, there is some, some gnarly stuff in here. Um, cool, but it's, you know, it's pretty, pretty nasty. And um, you end up, make, you know, defeating enemies and making your way towards Rust, and uh, you end up <clears throat> uh, fighting Rust, and I guess he's like the first, like, quote-unquote boss or big bad enemy you fight in this game and so it's another one of those situations like for me it was just back and forth back and forth like attack block attack block attack block and dude almost like i almost died to this dude and like the only way you can like you bloody your enemies when you're doing this hand-to-hand combat but you don't really have a good idea like if they're taking damage or like how close they are to being defeated because it's not like they have a life bar or anything like that. Yeah. So it like I was like half a pixel or you know like I guess the way they div- divvy up your health is you have a square and it can be half or whole. And I think I was down to my last half uh, square, about to be killed, and I end up killing him. And I'm just like I completely lucked my way through that because I still don't have a handle on this combat in this game. And uh, did you guys um, have any issues with Russ, or did he stand out? Oh, as I a... died like three times, like it, <laughs> it, and it was kind of the same thing you're saying. Like you don't really know how much damage you're doing to him, 
you don't really have a good idea on like how to counter him, or at least at this point, I didn't have a good idea on how to counter him. I felt like it was just basically I was trying to play it as as if like a uh, a more refined punch out. I'm just blocking and hoping less, that less refined. <laughs> like I'm just blocking and hoping that um, I stop swinging by the time he starts uh, swinging at me, so I can block and then try and hit him again. And that was it. Cause I, I just couldn't get a good feel for how to counter or if it even worked properly. Yeah. I, same with Greg. I died a few times and then I stopped trying to rush through it. And every time he did that attack where he spun around, like I would just back up and then go in for a couple of hits. <laughs> but that was how it Yeah, all down. the nice stuff I said about combat doesn't apply to bosses. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Cause I'm glad I'm not the only one. Like, did did you die on Rust at all? Yeah, that's when I looked up, like, what is this combat system? Oh, now? yeah, okay. So I didn't die on him, but I just, like, I did not feel like I knew what I was doing. I, I felt like mostly I just got lucky. And, um, yeah, it, it was it was rough. And I was just like, I literally, after I fought him, I was like, we need to get a gun ASAP. Because, like, I was like, I do not want to do any more hand-to-hand combat, because this is not fun. And, um, luckily, or unluckily for that, like, right as soon as you body Russ, um, a riot begins. And during the confusion, like, there's guards, and they're taking people out, too. You kind of escape through the prison uh, sewer system. Well, no, before that, um, I think on that... Um, outline and kind of skip some stuff, but oh, um, my bad. but yeah, after after taking down Rust, you actually go back to your cell block, and that's when everybody's like, "Man, do you know what you've done? Like you've upset you know the whole prison ecosystem." Um, but like Riddick is just Riddick is just like you know I'm passing through you know I'm trying to figure out how to get out of here, and so he's got to go through the infirmary. And that's right. Um, let me see. How does so before before that happens? I have a question for you, yeah. Trevor. Do any of these characters that you're introduced to appear in the movies? The only characters so far are Riddick and Johns. Okay, so endearing characters like Booger did not make their way into the <laughs> Whoa, movie. man, that's just his street name. Don't be talking about Bartholomew like that. <laughs> um. No, sadly, um, it doesn't really focus on any of the the prisoners in the other movies. But I thought this was something really cool because they, I don't know, they kind of emphasize more of like the the mental illness side of prisoners and not necessarily the criminal side. Because a lot of those guys are tweaking or something or just like real shady. Wait, say that again. Like the prisoners. Uh-huh. Like some of them just seem like they're they're just mentally ill and not necessarily Oh yeah, yeah. Not necessarily like these hardened criminals that belong in a maximum security prison. Yeah, like there was two guys that were like posted up in a hallway where they were just like they seem like nice guys. <laughs> <laughs> Go out and have, you know, <laughs> crack a few open with them. <laughs> like but then there was like there was one dude <laughs> the one that creeped me out was the um 
one, there was a the black dude, uh, no shirt on, he's doing push-ups, talking about the, the guy that was like, yo, if you want to if you wanna make it, you need to have a shank or a yeah. ship or whatever. That dude. But then the dude that was listening to the two brothers uh, run train on dude. And, like, that dude was a black dude, and he just had the most weirdest bug eye, like, <laughs> look on his face the entire time. Like, he was, I think they were trying to animate that he was either frightened or uh, af- uh, afraid of the situation or on high alert. But it just, looking at it now, it was like, yo, like, he just looks so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah, I actually did forget about the, the, the infirmary part, and that's another sequence where you, you can't pick up one of their guns because um, that's the DNA encoded uh, your 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 gun or the gun is uh, not encoded. Nano machines. Basically, <laughs> basically. But you do get to pick up a, a shotgun and um, once you get into the sewers and from here on um, you find out you're not alone in the sewers you start fighting against these like mutant sewer dwellers which are like these zombie-like humanoid creatures that kind of run at you and this part was like it like i've never played the game per se uh i've seen it and i've i've maybe spent maybe 60 seconds at most playing it what you're gonna say but it's okay what what am i say dead space no oh i was gonna say doom like the shotgun and a flashlight and you're in a narrow corridor like hallways and it's basically like okay i come to a fork in the road do i want to take a left or do i want to keep going straight like that gave me like a doom or even like i wouldn't have thought about it till we were playing it yesterday but like left for dead and like when you're in the sewers and it's like oh like i'm in a narrow corridor there's an enemy behind me that i can hear and there's an enemy in front of me like and I can take a left here or keep going straight or backtrack. And you don't necessarily know where you need to go, but you're just keep getting swarmed by these dwellers. I, th- I thought that was kind of, uh, it was interesting, but I ultimately didn't like it because it was kind of uh, meh. Because that's when I realized even the gun comment in this game sucks. Yep, you're right. <laughs> I mean, all the trouble you go through to get the guns, though. Hey. I expect them to work. <laughs> okay, so like after you go through the infirmary and you get to the mainframe and you know insert your DNA into the data bank and you're able to um, to use weapons finally, like that's where you get introduced to to being able to use. Because I want to say you could pick up a could you pick up a um, a pistol? Like before uh... that. I can't remember. I don't think, I don't so. think you could. I, don't think, so. okay. I think the shotgun think... is the first gun you find. Yeah. Or that you can actually use. Okay. I thought there was one. But um but yeah, there was there was a lot of heavy um weapons combat or firearm combat after you upload your DNA into the data bank. And you know, since Mark, as I said, you, you weren't too enthusiastic about the combat or the you know using the weapons like how'd you feel about there being this much um weapons combat like immediately after you get access to weapons i was excited like the fact that i don't have to do hand in hand so i don't have to learn it but it immediately my 
excitement was like dampened because it was like, okay, I shoot somebody, they with a shotgun. You shoot a dweller, it stumbles back. I can shoot it two or three, like two more times while it's doing the stumble animation, and it doesn't take any damage. Like the it's not the dwellers huh? or or just like the guards. I'm well specifically. I'm talking about the dwellers. Okay, but we can we can talk about the guards too. Okay, because the like, the the dwellers um, are actually after the mainframe because there, okay, there's one okay. boss that you fight. Okay, well then, yeah. Okay, fine. Well, well, we can talk about the mainframe part. So I I, I I'm, didn't mean to jump ahead. So, so before we jump ahead, like, what specifically did you like? dislike about the gunplay it was literally playing syndicate without slowdown remember my complaint about syndicate and how everybody was a bullet sponge and then you guys were like well if you use slow motion then that makes your gun or if you shoot him in the head yeah i was i was just about to say that like i figured like once i got a pistol if you aim directly for the head like one shot kills him immediately but for some reason it does take like half a clip in order to to kill them the thing is i don't ever have any pistol ammo well, you could use a, an assault rifle, too. Okay, and the shotgun well, was like, just, like, really inaccurate. But if you happen to shoot them in the chest or the head, then they, they usually went down. Felt like, like how a shotgun should be used? And <laughs> you, like, a shotgun is inaccurate. Yeah, that's why you get right in front of them. Yeah, but the Boom. thing is, it's like, they just don't go down. Like, the, I, 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 I kind of, I mean, I definitely have some of the similar opinions to it as Mark, where, like, I don't feel like, I mean, I do think the, the enemies are kind of bullet spongy, but I also feel like the weapons are very accurate at all. Like even sometimes I've had like the reticle on somebody's head and it just doesn't register as a headshot. Don't know why. Well, what weapons are you guys using? So, I mostly use the assault rifle and shotgun. That's probably about it. I So I've mostly been using the shotgun and I, it took me a little bit to figure, like I, I never had any ammo with the pistol. So I didn't really use it. But once I started getting ammo, I found out that, oh, if you headshot somebody with the pistol, that's fine. And it takes them out. But the issue is, is I usually have them move around so much. And I'm kind of in the same boat as Trevor as far as moving in this game and kind of tracking people. Uh, I have another complaint where when you get into combat, you'll be fighting somebody. You, you know, you're, you're you're in a hallway going into a room and... And this may be getting a little ahead, but um, you you are shooting two people, and next thing you know, there's somebody behind you shooting. It's like you just cle- yeah. you clear out the room, and then characters or, or guards come from behind, like they spawn behind you almost. So it's like constantly forcing you to move forward. So I don't necessarily have the time to like line up pistol headshots and everything. Plus, like I mean, like, and it's cool. People are getting behind cover and everything. Uh, I've been using the lean uh, function, I guess you could say. It's real amount. fidgety. But yeah, yeah, it's real fidgety. So like sometimes, like I get into in my head, you have to crouch, and then you can hit this button. So then that way your character doesn't move. Then you can hit the joystick in order to lean left or right around a corner. So I've been trying to use that, but like it doesn't always seem to work. Like as soon as you hit the the button to like uh, um, to uh, plant yourself. It, sometimes it seems like you can take another step before you get planted. So, like, I plant myself, like, I'm trying to plant myself at the corner and then peek over. But sometimes it moves me into the hallway and then I'm peeking while I'm standing in the hallway. 
I just... I want to like this game. I really do. But I the, the combat is so, like... I thought I was going to be the only person not feeling this game. Like, even, like, there there's times where I walk into a room, because this is uh, leading up near the end. I walk into a room, and there, there's three guards on the second floor. Like, there's a, a staircase along the back wall so they can get up to a second floor. So they're on the second floor of this in this room. So they're, I'm shooting up at them. They're shooting down at me. So the only thing that they're behind is a rail. And I feel like all my bullets are just hitting the rail, even though it's literally on the top half of their body. And I'm like, is it's like, do I need to, are my bullets dropping? Like, is there fall off in this game? <laughs> or like, is this rail a lot bigger than it visually appears? Like, I'm not like, why am I wasting a full clip with my assault rifle to kill one guy? I don't understand. And I don't know. I, I kind of had that same <laughs> issue. I don't have that problem. Well, I, I had that same issue at some points. But then, in the specific part that you're talking about, like, I realized after banging my head against that section that I didn't need to kill anybody, that this is a stealth game. And so that was kind of how I, how I took the, um, the combat as well. And so I tried not to initiate, um, you know, firearm combat. I'm like I'm constantly gun- running and gunning my way through, living on <laughs> a prayer with one square of life till I get to the next, uh, to the next health point. It's like I, I think that's my experience with this game. I would be doing more stealth if I felt like there was better ways to to actually like stealthily tag out enemies. I just don't feel like. Either one, maybe it could just be me feeling like, oh, this is going to take way longer if I try and kill everybody by stealth. I could just brute force okay. it and get this over with. With with that but, with that gameplay, that um, strategy, how did y'all take down the mech boss, the mech suit boss? <laughs> oh, so I, I had to figure, I died there a bunch, because at first I was just trying to just like just throw bullets at him basically and just see if he would die, and that didn't work. And I figured out, I was like, there's got to be something about this. So um, I think eventually I, I came to like, okay, well, I'll just hide and see if I can shoot him from behind and see if maybe that works. And then that's what it was. So for so the way that's laid out is um, I also died a bunch of times trying to throw bullets at him. And I didn't like, I don't think the game does a good job of specifically on that boss but like this is a thing throughout the game where i just don't know if i'm doing damage on somebody like hand-to-hand combat you could visually see them getting you know beat up or whatever you could see like blood and bloodied and bruised and everything like that but when it comes to gunplay like unless they kind of like visually stumble or like do an animation like there isn't a really telltale sign that somebody is taking damage and it was specifically with this mech suit guy. So, like, the first time they tried to brute force him and just try to outgun him. And it wasn't working. So then I figured out a way to get on the top part so I'd have the height advantage on him. And I was just shooting at him. And I, like, I used all my ammo. And he didn't go down. So I was like, okay, what gives? And I ended up having to look it up online um, just to figure out Same. where his weak point was. Because I couldn't figure out, like, 
I, I the first time I got up to the top, I used all my ammo and he didn't die. I was like, okay, he must have a weak point somewhere. And so, like, I couldn't figure out how to get him to turn his back on me once he knew where I was at. So it was, like, him constantly, like, trying to reposition himself to uh, get a shot at me. And I couldn't figure out how to, like, get him to, like, turn around or anything. And even when I jumped down, as soon as I jumped down, like, he's on me again. And, like, I just, I was trying to lead him away so I could climb back up and shoot him while he's looking for me but i i always died before i could do that so i think i maybe died like eight or nine times with this guy till i was like okay i'm just gonna jump up there i'm gonna like wait the three minutes for him to do his walk thing so he's like right underneath me and i'm just gonna unload on him and like that was that's when i ended up taking him out see that's the part of this game that kind of takes me out of my comfort zone and the reason why it's been you know this it take it took me it took me this long to play this game because of the stealth mechanic of it but i realized after running through like all the enemies trying to use firearms that this is a stealth game so let me try to utilize cover as much as possible and and that actually seems to be helping because the first thing i noticed was if you aren't in cover enemies will take you down really quickly like they are super accurate yes and especially the mech boss like as soon as you come outside of cover and he sees you um like you said he's he's on you and he's pretty quick too so if you're in the crouching position um you can't run you know you have to come out of the crouching position and, and try to move to the next cover but you know if he sees you moving to the cover he's you know it's already too late and so I I pretty much just started taking the, the stealth approach to it because I think when you shoot the mech enemy in the back, he um you know, he stumbles for a second. Yeah. And so you can kind of get a few shots on him and then before he comes back you can move to the next cover and then he'll walk over to wherever you were and check it out and then start patrolling again and you just rinse and repeat. But um, but that's kind of the strategy I've been taking since, um, since being able to use weapons now. Well, I, I've definitely been using cover, but like like I said, like the the main issue I've been having is like the guys are really accurate, like you said, they're really quick too. So like they will rush rush your cover, or like there's a lot of times where if you get. If I'm fighting two guys in a room, it always happens where somebody comes up behind me, like. And that kind of jacks me up real quick. So, like, I will kill that guy and turn around the corner. And then those guys are, like, standing right there. And it's like, you know, like, they ran up on me, like, so quick. And so that happened a lot where they were pushing my position, which I think the AI in this game is, it's, I won't say smart, but I, I like how aggressive they are. Um, But it, it is very frustrating when I'm like, okay, I cleared out this room and then I'm like, all right, I'm on to the next area. And the next thing I know, I'm taking damage from behind. I'm like, where did you come from? Like, uh, so like, yeah, I'm, I'm always low on health and I am using cover, but it's just, I, <laughs> I'm always getting snuck. Yeah, up on. I, I think it's traditional cover based third person. Well, first, this yeah, one's not third yeah. person, but 
it's it's a cover based shooter. Yeah, I don't think like, it's stealth. It's for me, it's a third person cover or first person cover. Yeah, base. if it was stealth, they would have to offer a lot more options in regards to stealth, in my opinion. Like you're talking about playing stealth, and like literally every room I go into, or when I'm in a hallway, somebody says, "I think I heard something. I'm gonna go check it out." And like, so I don't even have the opportunity because they're literally like walking towards me at that point. So it's like, okay, like I'm going to have to run and gun my way through here because the moment I take that guy down, unless like, like, unless I wait for him to walk all the way down the hallway, the L-shaped hallway, and then turn around and put his back to me so I can self-take him out. But like, just like, it, that's literally like the dialogue line that I see every time I go into a new room. It's like, I think I heard something. What, what was that? Or something like that, you know? So maybe I need to go into the hallways crouching, but also like there's no shadows in the hallway. So I guess maybe those are the times that I need to see if I can shoot out the lights in the hallways or something like that. Like I, it's like if it wasn't for the combat, I would like this game more. <laughs> like it's the only thing holding me back from liking this game. Like, Not I think the only it does thing. There's a lot of things but the main cool thing. about it, yeah. but it's just the the combat, man. It's just. It... The playing the game part is the the part that's that's not enjoyable. See, I'm the inverse. I I enjoy most of the gameplay stuff, but then like all the story stuff is trash. I'm not saying the story is cool. I'm saying the the game, like the non combat stuff, is interesting to me. Like, like I I, I like I, the... I get that. I'm just saying the reverse. Oh. <laughs> I'm not saying this. I, I mean, I'm whatever on the story. Like, I'm just progressing the story because I'm playing the parts in between. Like the the part where okay, so um, the, getting your DNA in the databank and all that was fine. It's just the the literal like having to shoot somebody. Yes, getting the concept of getting my revenge on Abbott sounds cool. The part where I'm actually fighting Abbott, nah. <laughs> the part where I'm fighting Russ, nah. But all leading up to meeting him, yes. <laughs> this it's growing on me, and like I said, I don't have experience with too many stealth games. So, and just, I know y'all said crazy, there's man. there's yeah. not a <laughs> stealth game play Metal Gear, bro. Trevor's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I don't normally like stealth like, games, and we're like, bro, it's not. Well, I'm gonna reach through my TV. <laughs> like, when I say that, I mean more so like in games. If you give me a gun. I'm running towards the target. And unless I start losing health at a pretty quick rate, I'm not getting behind any cover. That's how I play most shooters. See, and that's the thing is like I use shooters. I mean, sorry, I use cover in every shooter. Like there's not a shooter that I don't use cover. It's always to your advantage. Exactly. Well, I, so I, like, I play Destiny, so. But I mean, like even in Halo, like I always use cover in Halo as well. And like. It's never you're you're never putting yourself you're never hurting yourself by being behind cover. Like being a smaller target is never like a bad thing. So like I even in Destiny I will hide behind some rocks. Yeah, it's not necessary. So like, <laughs> so like it, it's just it it's boggling to me that like I know it's like it's almost and I don't want to disparage the game, but like it's almost like Calling Brothers a puzzle game. It's like puzzle inspired. Reach. If this game is like stealth inspired, like if you have the ability to do stealth, and I'm not trying to say that you can't do it, but like 
that's not how stealth games work. <laughs> so <laughs> there, there's no <laughs> distinction between like, like say Wolfenstein for instance. You can play it two different ways, two distinctly different ways. Like I'm thinking of like you can run and gun your way through like Splinter Cell. That's the that's the stealth game that I know. Like I'm assuming that's the same way in Metal Gear, right, Dante? Whoa, whoa, whoa! You said you can run and gun through Splinter Cell. Yeah. Uh, if you get I mean, which one, you can run and gun through Metal Gear. If you too, get, I'm in, like Chaos Theory, or like if okay. if you got caught, like the mission isn't like necessarily over. Like everybody's on you, you can still like complete some missions. I think the only two true stealth games at this point are, and I actually haven't played either of them. Or actually, no, I played one of them. I played um, Hitman, which you have to use stealth in Hitman to some extent. Yeah, and then there's Thief. And I think those are the two pure stealth franchises where you don't have the option of going run and gun. I I, I always just like for me, it, it like I just think of like James Bond or like the stealth, like the espionage movies. It's like even if you get caught, you still have a opportunity to complete the mission by running and gunning. And like in this game, it's like okay, yeah, you can drag a body into the shadows and you can stealth to take somebody down so nobody can hear you but like i have not got to a part where i figured out like how to do like the, like, it, the, like every situation i've gone into is not like okay you messed up now they're shooting at you from the jump they're shooting at me like i don't know how you even get it like how do i flip the switch to go back into i want to play the stealth game how do i flip the switch yeah i just don't think most of us are going to agree on it being a stealth game. Okay. At least for the first half. Maybe they give you some tools. There's a lot of things in that weapon wheel that we've yet to get, but right now... Okay, well... There's one part. There's one part. There's... The, um, there's well, the next part, after you kill the mech suit enemy, like, that's where the yeah. riot starts happening? Yeah. Would y'all consider that the stealth part, where basically the majority of the area is in shadow? Yeah, I would I would say that that kind but of that's aids almost in it. like um, a linear stealth part, if I recall right. Like, is that the one where you go outside and it's like, oh, I need to get the keypad access no, for this guy. So this is like an L shape. So like you you go, there's a health point at the top of the stairs. You have to turn this valve to open up this gate, and then you go down the stairs, and then there's straight ahead of you. There's two enemies and a uh, mounted wall mounted turret gun and oh this is the part with the stupid turret exactly and like I don't understand how that's stealth part because as soon as I got down into that hallway I immediately got lit up <laughs> immediately and like yeah. it took me one I don't know if it's the graphics in this game I don't know what it is I did not was it really dark I it was really dark and I didn't know there was wall mounted turrets I killed yeah, the two bad I guys. I killed the two bad guys, and I'm like, I'm getting shot. Okay, let me turn around the corner. There's no enemies. What am I getting shot by? And then I'm dead. This is the first game where I had to go to like my PC settings, being like, is something wrong? <laughs> am I not? <laughs> and I was like, what is? What am I getting hit by? And like, I, I died like, like I, I died five times, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna put the game down for now. Like, I don't want to play anymore. And then I came back. And uh, later, and I played it for about 10 more minutes, and I was like, no, I, I don't know what's going on. What am I getting shot by? 
and then I turned it off, and then like three days later, I was like, I'm going to play some more. <laughs> I think I died at each of the turrets, and that's how I found out where they were located. Exactly! And like, but like, for me, it was like, as soon as I got down there, they started lighting me up. So how was that stealth? <laughs> like, I had to shoot, I had to shoot them. It wasn't like sneaking around them, or, you know, like... I, immediately... I don't think that was an option because they definitely saw you in the shadows. For... Exactly. So, like, <laughs> it was, like, completely shadow, like, down there. But, like, I did not feel like I could sneak around down there. I immediately got lit up. Well, I would say I hope there are no more turrets, like, in the rest of this game. But I am not 100% confident that'll be true. Oh, I'm not confident in that either. Um Yeah. Because there was one in a cutscene, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, because I, I literally, yeah, man, like, I literally, I was like, I went to the walkthrough, and I was like, what, if, like, I just read it, and I was like, oh, there's wall-mounted turrets. That's what I'm getting shot by. <laughs> and then I died, like, five or six more times trying to figure out where they were at, you know? Like like you said, I, I died to every single wall turret after that. So. So, Yeah. Uh, Greg, you have anything to say about these turrets? Uh, no, it was the same thing Mark was saying. Like you just, I, I died to them at least six, seven, six or seven times, and it took me. Then I had to figure out where exactly. It was just a trial and error thing of like, okay, well, I killed these enemies. I went back. I lost all this health. Let me go back to here and get my health back, and then the game will save there. And then me going through the trial and error of like, okay. There's a turret here. I need to get rid of this one. There's a turret here. I need to get rid of that one. Oh, I walked a few steps. There's an enemy right in front of this doorway. You know, it was just like me just dying a bunch of times and just trying to figure out the right process of uh, taking everything out. Speaking of hell, I want to talk about these these nano machines. <laughs> okay. Um. So, yeah, that's not in the films where he basically gets um. I don't know, it's like an EpiPen type injection that heals him. You saying Martin Shkreli's running this? Say what? I said Martin Shkreli's running this prison? I don't know who that is. Oh, wow. Farmer bro. Yeah. Farmer bro? Never mind. The, the dude that bought the... the <laughs> here, here, Trevor, this is what you know. The dude that bought the really expensive Wu-Tang album? Oh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I... <laughs> I thought that was a really good take. That's the only thing I know him from. Wow. Huh. But um but yeah, there's no like reference to that in any of the movies. I'm not sure why you have to to I don't know, just stand there and and take these shots to the neck. But did y'all get to the point where you actually add on a health bar? Yeah. Like when you're in the chair. Mm-hmm. That part was like really ridiculous. Wait, what? The chair the chair does that? Yeah. Like yeah. there was a health part right before it, so I didn't bother with well, the no, chair. Well no, it's not it's wow. it doesn't it doesn't heal you, it gives you a health bar. Like it increases yeah. your but health. Th- I was saying I was fully healed and I saw Oh, like, so you didn't it use was it. a healing thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just saw that one was different, so I was like, huh, let me let me try this one out and see where it injects me. Maybe this one's a you know goes in the other end but <laughs> goes in the other end it's like why do I need to sit down for this 
Like the other ones, I can just stand up and 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 you know turn my neck towards it, and it and it gives me a quick shot. But um, I thought, I thought it looks cool, man. But it's also like I, I wanted to ask you if that was in the game or in the movie. No, I don't remember any reference to that. Um, as funny as it is, that's like the one thing I remember from the Game Informer. Yeah, Game yep. Informer article. <laughs> it's like Riddick has to take these shots through the neck, and that's how he restores his health. Because that's cool. hardcore. I'm pretty sure they were proud of of putting that in the game. Yeah, they were. Like I said, man, they got some brutal stuff in this game. Out of morbid curiosity, how many health squares do you guys have? Just one more. Yeah. So what you have? Yeah. You have four. I think. Then so. we ha- we have five. Well, I have five. Yeah. I haven't yeah. come across any others. Okay. So like, um, I was gonna say uh, the health thing. Like when we get healed, when you get healed, Dante, and then do you ever go back to that same heal thing to heal up again? I think I tried that once and it didn't let me. Okay, so like for me, when when I get healed, I can go back and get one more square of health. So like I can go from no bars to full five, and then I can go back mm-hmm. if I'm at uh, one and I can get one more. Wait. Part of me is starting to think that I actually did use that thing. Cause I thought it. I'd like to say I do have. Five, I thought it only had but... four. Um, it only healed you four times for four bars. Oh, then then maybe yeah. I went from two to two to five, yeah. and then because once you use all four of them, it turns red, and you can't use it okay. anymore. Okay. How do you guys? What do you guys think about the stealth? Or, what stealth? Not not the stealth, but the health <laughs> mechanic in general. Uh, I, I guess it's fine. Um, like not recharging, or I guess partially recharging. Yeah. Um, I guess it's fine. It's a product like, of its time. Yeah, I think that's probably the good way to put it. Like, I didn't know until, like, later that you actually lose health in increments. Like, depending on like, how you take damage. Cause it's, you mean... Like, it doesn't, like, it doesn't take away, like, a full bar. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I wish they were a little bit larger so you could see that. Because I didn't know that at first. I thought, you know, you take five hits and you're done. Nah, it's like... Each bar has like a each box has its own percentage. Mm-hmm. So like gunfire will do like eighty percent of a bar, or you know something like that. And as long as you don't completely lose that bar, you can gain. It yeah. Back. I don't know. Like I don't really know what to say. Like, rech- I like rechargeable life, but also I'm not going to knock this game for not having that because i mean this was like before halo 2 so well halo 1 had a rechargeable no, no it, it didn't have rechargeable it. shield uh, it had the yeah. shield but then you yeah, had the right. health packs yeah well without i guess turning back the curtain too much one of the first person shooters we have in our lineup doesn't have recharging health so i'm just going to throw that out there i did not know that that's okay all right well, okay, no, we're not, because I, I have another comment I wanted to say about that, but, um, <laughs> yeah, so this game has, like, dedicated, like, you have to go to this med station, I guess you say, to, to, to heal up, so they're, they're, they're spread out in, I feel like, fair enough distance from each other, 
there are sometimes, depending on if it's a more combat-focused section, where I have to backtrack and re-just top off my health. Um, but I, I, for the most part, I literally am going, like, each every time I get to a health station, I have to heal up. Because I'm down to, like, one or two blocks. So, like, I'm... I'm I'm hurting every time I get to a health station. Yeah, I think All they're right. they're pretty frequent. Like after every couple of encounters, you have yeah. A health station. Are are you guys having that same experience, or are you guys like not necessarily interacting with them that, that much? No, I mean it's about the same for me. Okay, just want to make sure I'm not trash. <laughs> I mean you are, but that's fine. <laughs> um. All right. So after, see, oh, were you about to? Yeah, I was about to pick. Okay, yeah. So um, after the uh, the riot, you uh, end up looting a radio transmitter off one of the enemy guards, and you basically trick them into letting you out of the cell block. And then basically, you get exposed or found out in the cutscene, and a and a guard. Uh, I think you end up getting shot at by some guards, and you run and basically jump. And push this guard into this big pit that's in the middle of the prison for some reason. And um, you basically use the guard to cushion your fall into this pit. Um, and it kills him. And now you're in a... Uh, Do you remember that stupid li- one-liner he said? This, Was it something that, like, it's not the fall that kills you or something like that? Oh, oh, yeah. Let me, I'm going to look it up. <laughs> that is classic Riddick. Like those the classic Riddick guys. Those are the lines you can expect watching the movies. Like Riddick always has these inner monologues, like especially like the beginning of the films, because like some of the stuff he says is, you know, I I don't know how I got or I don't know how many times I've been crossed off and left for dead, and you know I've got to get back to the animal side, and it's just, it's just like man. His dialogue is just so epic. I think, I think I got this. It's not the fall that gets you; it's the sudden stop. <laughs> <laughs> and and that is why at the beginning of the the podcast, Trevor, did you just get a boner when I said that? <laughs> he already had one talking about how epic is his dialogue. So. <laughs> so at the beginning of the podcast, when I said I kill you with my teacup. That is probably one of the most famous Riddick lines, or I say famous, but as, as famous as this film franchise can be. But um, but yeah, he literally kills somebody with a teacup, and it's just like he has <laughs> those kind of lines that define him. His lines, man, he has like a med station takes away the hurt, leaves the pain. <laughs> Uh, Just the way I like it. Trying to get under my skin, Reddit? It'll be easier if I had something sharp. <laughs> <laughs> like um, in in the most recent movie, it's like the if a if a dad became a serial killer, like the king of dad jokes became a serial killer. The, that is Riddick. the dark. Are you afraid? I'm not. The dark is afraid of me. And I don't know what it is, like, the most recent movie, which is just titled Riddick, I think it came out in 2013 or 2014, it has a lot more sexual innuendos. Oh yeah, we in there. So imagine, like, those one-liners, and it just, like, be alluding to, to like, sex. 
Okay, I'm in. You sold me on the movie. And now. then even in the films, not only does Riddick have some of these one-liners, but other characters one have shank, them as well. Two lungs. <laughs> <laughs> like other characters get some of these quips and one-liners too. And you know they're, of course, tailored to their character. But yeah, man, y'all gotta watch these movies. We'll see. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe I might. But um, but how's <laughs> <laughs> the combat in the movies? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's um, more still. Oh, okay, okay, good. But we're we're um, at your favorite part of this game now, Marcus, the pit. Okay, yeah, so this is, I, I jumped ahead, I jumped way ahead. Um, this is the part where I was talking about where you have the shotgun and a flashlight, and your flashlight is failing, and um, you're in the, the pit, and this is where you fight those zombie-like uh, creatures, humanoid creatures. <clears throat> and um, like I said, this this gave me a, a very Doom sequence vibe, it was, uh, and... I'd already been using the guns at this point, so, like, it was like, oh, cool, like, at this point, you only have the shotgun, you don't even have any of the other guns, and, um, this is where I was just like, okay, like, I'll shoot somebody, and if they explode, they die, but if they don't explode, they stagger back, and it doesn't matter if I shoot them again while they're stag- they're in that stagger animation, they won't take any damage, so I can only shoot them, stagger them, let them stand back up, and then run at me and again to kill them, and, like, that was... That was pretty corny. Um, See, I didn't... And like, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go I ahead. didn't have that same problem as far as killing the enemies. But the problem I had was it seemed like this shotgun was a lot more accurate than the other shotgun that you've been using through the game. Because sometimes the enemy will be right there in front of me, but my shotgun shot would miss. I think that's the game. Yeah. Like... I don't know. I've had that same experience with all the guns, so <laughs> sounds like we had the same experience, bro. <laughs> it, well, it seemed like it didn't have as much spread as the the other shotgun. I think it was just you were in a more narrow spot or something. It may have been a different shotgun, but I, I just felt like this combat was a lot more CQC. You know, you're like up close and personal, mm. so like it just felt like the enemy was taking a lot more of the the, the Buckshots, I guess you could say. I, I just disagree with the notion that the enemies in this game take more bullets than, like most other first-person and third-person games. I feel like you take a lot less damage, and maybe that exacerbates the point. But like, as far as like shooting an enemy and getting them to go down, I don't feel like I'm using like an excessive amount of bullets. It wasn't as bad as Syndicate to me. It's on par. Yeah, see, it's like, on par with me, for me. And like I said, like once I figured out, or once you guys told me, oh, you need to use slow motion, that fixed that problem in Syndicate. I don't have slow motion in this game. <laughs> as far as I know. I do have the shadows. <laughs> the shadows are afraid of me. <laughs> but yeah, for me, all, these, all the dwellers were one shot, one kill. It was just when I missed like they didn't stumble backwards or anything it was just like it seemed like yeah it went through them I don't know but uh you eventually you make your way out and you meet Pope Joe who's like this 
is he like in hiding? He's like a prisoner that kind of is in like the. He's still in prison, but he's like living a free life. He's just chilling down there. Yeah, like I, I don't really know his story. He seemed like a cool character, and he was the character to me, like the only character in this game that had like good animation, like. His walk animation. Oh yeah, was, his walk <laughs> it's animation. Like pigeon toed. Yeah, like he. It, so he's like a bigger dude, like a um, chunkier, uh, fat, thick with two C's, you know, <laughs> like that. <laughs> and so he's walking, and like his, he's almost leading with his stomach, and it like his walk animation kind of like shows his like his girth. <laughs> There's a heft to it, I guess you could say. And so, like, my dude is, like Trevor said, is walking pigeon-toed, leading with his stomach, and it looked like a something you would see in a game nowadays. And, like, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, this is, you don't see this in games? Or you don't see that in characters like him in games, I guess you could say? So I appreciated that they animated it the way they did because I was like, oh, alright, that's cool. But, like, so far, he's been the only character that had, like, a not-stiff animation to me. But I, I, th- I just thought it was cool, and it made... I actually like his character, too. Um, he ends up sending you... helping you out a little bit, and uh, sends you out to find his blessed voice box, which um, you end up having to go through, back into the sewers and deal with those those... Uh, dwellers again and you this part is probably like it was probably my favorite part in the game so far um you 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 snag a bunch of flares for him from him so you um you're in this tunnel and your flashlight doesn't work so you have flares that you can kind of throw down the hallway and then you can switch over to your shotgun because you're still getting attacked by guys. So it kind of like throw a flare, run to the flare with your shotgun out, taking enemies out, throw a flare, run to the flare. It's rinse and repeat. And it's, and it's relatively short enough sequence. Um, what did you guys think about this part? This I was on the verge of getting frustrated. Huh. Okay. <laughs> it, it was How only come? because... I felt like I was just wasting flares because I couldn't really tell where I was going. I would throw a flare at a wall in the wrong direction. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, I was like, I, I, I was kind of wishing there was some way that she could walk with the flare, then drop it rather than throw it. Yeah. But you, um, wouldn't it have been nice if you had a flare button instead of yeah. having like all of your weapons assigned to the same wheel yeah. that the flare was? <laughs> yeah, that kind of sucked. That did suck. I kept getting stuck when I was trying to cycle between going from a flare back to my shotgun, getting attacked by enemies, and I don't switch over my shotgun, so I gotta pull up the weapon wheel again. That kept happening for me. Correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't the shotgun have a flashlight attachment? It it does, but I believe at this point it's still like malfunctioning because yeah. it was messing up before you uh when you originally made it down there the first time. Okay. So, um, yeah, like for me, I, um, I got to the talk box or his talk box ends up being like a little boom box. Yeah. And so I got to that. No problem. It was on the way back. Like there's a room, uh, that's square shape. And I, I thought I threw a flare 
and I got uh, down the hall, but I, I missed, and it kind of um, threw me off, and it, I was running out of flares at that point, and like a little bit of a panic set in, but it was like, oh, this is how it should be, it's, you know, like it, it <laughs> where it's like, oh, I just got to go back the way I came, and then I kind of get off, and I'm like, oh, crap, I'm off the, the, the route. I'm turned around, which way do I go? And like a panic sets in. And I, I really liked having that feeling where it was like going in was smooth sailing, but then there was a slight hitch on the way back. And now like I got to figure out. To be fair, like the thing that surprised me most about this section was how like when you get that objective, you expect it to be your objective for a while, but it's literally one minute worth of less than even a minute. It's probably about 30 seconds worth of running to get to the thing and then 30 seconds to get back. So I was just kind of surprised how fast it all went. I think I only used one, one flare, maybe two. Yeah. I'm well, I mean, maybe it was different on the PC version. I don't know. There was a point where I, like Marcus said, I was, I was on my way back and I ended up running out of flares. And at that point I had killed all the enemies. So there was nothing attacking me, but because I ran out of flares, I couldn't see where I was going at all. <laughs> yeah. So I just had to restart from the last checkpoint. So I had two left when I finished, but I didn't want to throw them just in case. I didn't want to waste them because I wasn't sure like what would happen um, if I did. Um, <clears throat> did, uh, uh, where am I at now? So yeah, so after you bring back... Um, Papa Joe, his voice box, he gives you, he basically performs surgery on you to, um, well, you, you go into this, about to say, this you is, have... this is one of the confusing parts if you watch the movies, cause you're expecting one thing to happen, but it's actually been kind of retconned. So Pope Joe was basically fixing your arm. And immediately after, or like after he finishes fixing your arm, you see one of those visions that you had at the beginning of the game um, when you're in that cutscene um, where Shira starts talking to you and she tells you you've been, you know, you've been walking blind this whole time and she unlocks an ability that you already have within you that's, like I was telling y'all earlier, Riddick is what's called an Alpha Furion where he has like these abilities that makes him better than the other Furians. And that's one of his abilities is to see in the dark. But at that point, Shira actually unlocks it for him. And Riddick confuses that with what Pope Joe did by fixing his arm. And he thinks Pope Joe um, gave him this eyesight to allow him to see in the dark. Now in both of the Riddick films or the first two films, pitch black and Chronicles of Riddick. Um, there's another character named Jack who's in pitch black. She's pretty much trying to be like Riddick. And she asks him, how does, how do I get eyes like that? And he tells her, well, first you gotta, you gotta kill a lot of people and then you gotta get sent to a max security prison. And then you gotta find a guy who will do a, a surgical eye shine. Um, for 20 menthol cools and like that's actually touched on like there's a um there's a motion comic that takes place before pitch black 
where he's at um, Slam City, and that actually happens where there's a, a surgeon in there in the prison who gives Riddick his eyesight because some of the other guards in the prison have that same eyesight. And so I think in that comic, in the motion comic, they made it so that other people have the Ashan and it's not something that's necessarily um, distinct to Furians or Alpha Furians. But then later on in the movies, um, you know, he kind of confuses that or they, I guess they retcon that. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those things like in Star Wars when they say who shot first. Um, you know, people people still think you know Riddick um, actually did get this eye shine from. Like, if you've only watched the movies, of course, people think he did get his eye shine from some surgeon in a um, in a prison somewhere for twenty menthol cools. But um, but yeah, here it proves that he was at the ability was actually unlocked by Shira. Just some trivia. Since, <laughs> since I've seen that you finished your drink, nerd. <laughs> um, yeah. So at this point, you can go through the dark tunnels, but you actually have this eye shine, so you get to actually see in the dark now, and that's. It's a cool little view, I guess you could say. I, I actually like how it looks. Um, Does this make the game then, more stealth? Uh, it helps a little bit, but the problems are still there. Because um, I was going to say, so you, you go through the dark tunnels, and you emerge in the showers of the guard living quarters. And to me, this is the stealth part of the game. However... There are two ways you can go through this. So, there, so there's you're in the in the showers of the guard living quarters, and I think you can take out one guy pretty quickly stealthily. You know, to sneak up on him, crack his neck. But then there's these two or three guards like kind of patrolling the the locker room area, and every time I went in there, I ended up getting spotted. Like, the, this is the one of the times where you can flip the lights on or off here. There's, like, an actual switch so you can do that. So I was, like, successfully sneaking around. But as soon as I got spotted, it was a wrap as far as sneaking around. And so I found out later, I went through this part just as I was. I didn't know that you could find a guard uniform to blend in. Oh, wow. Huh? Yeah, so this game kind of branches off. You can open up those those locker doors. The lockers. And you could find a guard's uniform and put on a new uniform to blend in with the guards. I thought you had to do that. Did so did you Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I completely That's what I'm like. <laughs> yeah. Some stealth I mean wait Wait, so <laughs> yeah. so none of y'all <laughs> had the guard clothes? No. No, no. Oh no. dang, y'all didn't open the lockers? I opened one. No, who would, why would I do that? You couldn't interact with anything else in the game. Why would I? Actually, to take that back, Dante, you can te- definitely flush a toilet and turn on the sink. Oh, you got me. Like, I was looking for money yeah, so, throughout the whole game. Money and cigarettes. Money for what? I don't know. It seemed important at the time. <laughs> There's money in this you game? You know how this guy yeah, plays the, his the UD. Creed. He found all those what stuff. What is UD? I don't know. 
Well, there's money in this game? There's a form of currency the in this cigarettes. game. I only do the cigarettes. And the cigarettes, which I think are more of like a collectible. Yeah. You definitely you get, get money five for bucks. Helping that first dude. Yeah. I don't remember that. Okay. Well, anyways, yeah, you, I opened up one of, I thought, so I opened up a locker door because I thought it was like to be cover. I thought, because like, so the way they had it set up, it was there was two guys walking around the, the locker room and then there was one guy at the back of the room, outside of the room with a flashlight and he was like shining light, like just scanning the area. And I thought you were supposed to use the locker doors as cover. So I ran to the very first one that you could open, and I, I hid behind it. And then as soon as I peeked out, I got spotted. And so they started shooting at me. So I just assumed it was mostly just for cover and not like you could actually, like, look inside of them. And there were, I didn't expect things to be inside of them. So that was my excuse for not opening anymore up after because I didn't know there were, you could put on a uniform. And I guess these guys just didn't open up the locker doors at all. So, like, you guys ran and quote-unquote run and gunned your way through that section then? Or did you guys stealth your way through? I stealthed it for a little bit. And then I think after you take out a couple of the guys, or when I took out a couple of guys, I ended up getting caught and just gunned it out then. What about you, Dante? So when you flip the original Switch or the Switch closest to you, it triggers... um... It triggers a guard to open the door, like, right to next come to out you. The it's just like a janitor. Yeah. And, like, you have no time to react, so you literally just have to, like, back up immediately, wait for him to do his thing. I'd kill him stealthily. And then, the, so the thing that this game does, or I guess it doesn't do, that a lot of the other stealth games do a decent job of, is kind of giving you a vision cone for your enemies. Because there's this guy up on a guardrail, and he has this flashlight pointed at the general room. Mm -hmm. Well, the light source is so big, you feel like you can't really step anywhere without being seen. So, I just never felt comfortable trying to stealth, just because his radius allegedly was so big based off of this flashlight he was using. Like, I didn't want to risk going into that radius, so I just shot before I even got close. Okay, so you didn't get discovered, but you initiated. Pretty much. Okay, I got you. Yeah. After I died, I always got so I always got seen. So then I just had to run and gun my way through. So Trevor, you stealth your way through that? Yeah, the shower scene uh, or shower um, area. You know, I turn off the lights, took out the guards one by one, um, went through all the lockers. There's there's money in like four or five of the lockers and then there's also an assault rifle in there and then I found the guard clothes put them on and you can basically just kind of mosey around the guard area you can talk to some of the guards I mean there's two guards in there that are um they have somebody trapped in the elevator it's like they put a box um in the elevator door so that the guy couldn't get out of it or something like that and but yeah, they're just they're just living their lives. Oh well. But there is a point in the game, or a point in the sequence, um, where you have to scan your retinas, the retina scanner. Yeah. And and you're trying to get out of the spaceport. Um, if you do that, and there are still guards around, um, it'll set off an alarm, and they will all turn on you. So 
Okay. Even it's almost like you're so Well, actually, like even <laughs> like even if you um do put on the guard clothes, you can stealthily take down all the enemies and then go and do that and that way once the alarm goes off, there won't be anybody to attack you. Really? Yeah. Cuz so I took everybody out. I went to the retina scanner and then the alarm went off. And then I went back into the room that I was in before, and a guy had spawned in there. So, like, the room that you're supposed to go through to progress, mm-hmm. I, I had went in there before I went to the retina scanner just to check it out to see if there was anything in there. And I couldn't go any further, but there was a bad guy in there, and I killed him. And then, I so I went back to the retina scanner, interacted with that, and then the alarm went off. So I went back into the room because I assumed that that spot that was blocking me off was now open so I could progress and I ran in there thinking okay I'm just going to go through that next part and then there was a guy in there so maybe he popped in from the other side of the door or something but like dude definitely just was there and that threw me off but also I wasn't wearing a uniform so maybe that's for the noobs like me not the pro pro guards like you <laughs> i thought that was just a part of the game nope but <laughs> i think that's cool though i think that's like that's not something that people as far as i remember like that's something that was like th- maybe one of the reasons why this game is was highly regarded when you know like hey like you can have two different playthroughs <laughs> just just at that one particular part where you can like do it as a guard or you can do it as a convict and that's kind of cool so i think that was i i I honestly am surprised that you you were the only person that did it as a guard but i'm glad like somebody did it as a guard but yeah um i think you ended up uh still going through the living quarters and you're basically trying to get you you decide like oh i'm gonna go take down abbott and use his eyes for the retina scanner and so you're you end up finding his apartment or his his wait a minute, place wait a he's minute. staying. But before you get to that, did y'all get the heavy guard armor? No. What? Oh my god! <laughs> I feel like we're so playing two different before games. you get to Abbott. We already knew that Trevor's sneaking around and <laughs> finding money, like <laughs> enjoying the guns, enjoying the combat. Open up, open up. So at the did y'all get the um, uh, what is it called? The Bro, I've barely gotten anything in this game. <laughs> there's there's a the tool point. that opens up the ventilation um, hatches. Yeah. Did y'all get that? No. Oh. No. Yeah, I got it. Did you really? Yeah. Okay, so when you're at the retina scanner, if you turn around, there's like a little railing that you can jump over. Like, it's pitch black. Oh, so I got stuck down there. Speaking of if that. If you go huh. over there to the right, there's a um, there's a hatch. If you got if you picked up that tool from earlier, you can open the hatch, um, drop down into it, and it leads into, like, a, um, a locked room. And in that room, there's a bunch of assault rifles, a pack of cigarettes, but there's also um, guard armor to make you look like the heavy guards. And you wear that yeah, one, so and you go into the next area so that they don't recognize you. Yeah, I jumped down that area, and I was like, oh, okay, I can't open this, huh? And then I couldn't get back up. 
<laughs> you you can get back up. It's just like a very specific region of that area you have to jump. I kept jumping, and I was like, bruh, it's not Because it letting got me, me for a while, too. <laughs> it's not letting me jump up on this. Well, I didn't do that Looking at, all. at it. <laughs> Man. Is this, how, is this how you feel, Dante, when we were... <laughs> is this like... Is this some, like, DLC that comes with watching the movie or something? Do they give you, like, a season pass? Just be like, hey, here's here's our tips and tricks to um, unlock the actual good part of this game. Like, Gotta watch as the much as you first. didn't like the, the gunplay in this game, that was probably the better route to take. Doing the stealth? Yeah. Or having the guard uniforms. Um, yeah, well. That sounds very interesting. Okay, I, I yeah. really want to know how the next section played out for y'all then. Once y'all get to um, the second area that leads up to Abbott. Like, so y'all had to fight through all of those guards? Yeah. Did y'all get to talk to the, um... There's a, um... A, what you call it? A vendor in that area. Like, the main area. There's vendors in this game? You know, I... This is getting borderline to the point where I'm stopped. Like I'm gonna stop believing you. <laughs> I'm like stop so lying. serious. Like you can like once you have the guard clothes on in the first section, you can walk around and say hey to all the guards. And in that first section, they're actually friendly. But then when you put the heavy armor on and you go into the second section where um, Abbott's apartment is or where his room is, like all those guards are really on edge and they don't even want to talk to you. But can I ask you something? What's up? What guards are you talking about? The ones that you probably mowed down. What, wait, wait, wait. The ones so that have in, wives in, and families. In Abbott's apartment? No, um, like leading up to his apartment. Yeah, there were some. There were some guards leading up. Okay, to there were plenty of guards. Okay, yeah. then I think. I, okay, I, I I thought you were talking about in his apartment. Okay. Okay. Yeah, y'all y'all killed these people with with lives and families. Hey. Because Riddick's a monster, didn't you know? Allegedly. Like Allegedly. Game? So you, well, you're not killing nobody game. in this game? You're playing pacifist? Is that, is that how you Man, play the I, I tried. <laughs> you're a monster then, I too. Mean, even in the Riddick lore, he doesn't kill unless it's absolutely necessary. Oh, uh, well. He shot first in my game. I mean, he's like... <laughs> like, his character alignment is like chaotic neutral. Man, he was chaotic. I'm about to, like, use your body as my landing pad in my game. Well, that guy was shooting at him, so it was justified. Stand your ground. Um, but, yeah, there's a um, a vendor in the second area once you get closer to Abbott. And you can buy a pack of cigarettes from him. I guess that helps you complete your collectibles. Um, you can also purchase um, the heavy armor. Which I assumed is what y'all could have done at that point. But I don't know why he was selling it. Because it was basically the majority of my um, credits that I had. My currency. Time out. Does that mean that you like had more... Took more damage or something? Um, no. It, it's, just it just, clearly, it's just aesthetic? Um, I'm assuming once you get to that area, only certain guards are allowed in that area. So if I would have had the normal guard clothes... In there, they would have recognized me because everybody else had on the armor. Um, so I think it was just okay. for, um, um, just to blend in. 
Well, I didn't need any harm, any heavy armor to body everybody in there. Because, like, like I said on that first section, you have to stealthily take down everybody unless you want to fight them after you use the retina scanner because it alerts the guards. But in the second section, once you put on the heavy armor, you can basically walk through there. You can talk to the guards. There's a side quest in there where you can um, get alcohol for one of the other guards, and he gives you money for it. No, I didn't do any of that. <laughs> um, Trevor making this game sound like Skyrim out here. I mean, it really was. There's just like NPCs standing around talking. No, I didn't do any of that. Yeah, I pretty much killed everybody, and then I got to Abbott's door, <laughs> and is, I'm guessing that's your experience, Dante and Greg? Pretty and, much. And right before you get to Abbott's door, there's two guards talking, and I just sat there and listened to their conversation, because I think it was probably the longest conversation um, that any of the guards have, but um, they start talking about Riddick, and one of the guys is like, hey, you heard about this, this new prisoner, Riddick? And... You know, and the other one's like, yeah, yeah. And then finally, they're like, oh, he looks a lot like that guy. And both of them turn and look at you. And I was thinking, oh, man, I made it this far without anybody recognizing me. And now they're finally about to spot me. But they don't shoot or anything. They just kind of turn and look at you. You know what they said for me? I think I heard something. (laughs) 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 But yeah, that's, that's right before Abbott, so... You can you can tell them about Avid if you want. Yeah, so you after you play Trevor's Fantasyland version, or you play like me, Dante, and Greg did, and you kill everybody, um, you get to Avid's door, and then you kind of like ring the door or knock on his door, and he's like, "Who is it?" Then you basically like you don't want to <laughs> give the tell, I guess, that it's you. <laughs> You got like a few different choices you can make. So that's another thing so you y'all like... probably couldn't do. No, we got. The, I got that. Oh, you did get the. Yeah, yeah you're able okay. to choose. Which yeah, so I, I told him we got a package for your delivery or whatever that you got to sign for. So where did you get the package? That's what he oh. said. <laughs> I actually yeah. had a package for him. <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> oh I think my I god! Had the package too. Huh? What? I think I had the package. Yeah, it's like a rifle case. Oh, I don't know yeah, how I found yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Okay, I forgot about that. I'm sorry. Yeah, you do get that. Yeah. I think it's just outside his door, and then you just are there like, oh, I'm going to just claim that I have him to deliver this to him. I think it was already sitting there. Because, like, and, when you um, talk to the guards, right. you can ask them, like, hey, where's Abbott? You know, where, how do I get to him? And one of the guards is just like, oh, you're going to see Abbott? I have a package for him that I need delivered. Can you give it to him? And so you just take Oh, it. no, so for, for us, the package is already at the door. It was just like, oh, there's a package for your delivery, and you know. And he's like, all right, bring it in. And then you bring it in, and then he... I don't remember if it's if it's Riddick that says something or if Abbott sees you. He's, like, on the other side of the apartment. And then just a firefight starts. And I don't know what it is. Can we talk about the bad checkpointing in this game? No. Yes, what what about it? <laughs> so, the second you walk through his door, it checkpoints you. And no matter what like life you're at, you're stuck there for the entire boss battle. So I had one blip going in. <laughs> and I had to deal with that dude with one freaking blip. 
And I didn't have a choice. I did not have a choice because I couldn't, like... Go back. You can only reload last checkpoint. There's no, like, go back a chapter. Y'all actually had a fight with this guy? Are you kidding? <laughs> like, this wasn't part of, like, wearing the armor or anything. But my fight with him was extremely easy. Because as soon as I came into the room, you know, he just yelled, like, oh, shit. And then he ran to the back. I think he may have fired a couple of shots at me. But he was standing beside something and I basically shot it and it exploded and that was the end of the fight. Okay. Okay. I thought you were saying like he saw you in your armor and killed himself or something. (laughs) (laughs) Like I thought that's what you were about to say. No, like I had a very same experience where I actually, this was, it was basically like the, 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 the wall mounted turrets where I was just shooting at him and then there was that explosion of whatever he was standing beside and he took damage, but it didn't kill him. And I just unloaded another clip of my assault rifle, and then he died. And I was like, if this is not the most anticlimactic boss fight I've ever played in my life, like, yeah. I was like, is that it? Like, he's this big bad dude, and this is literally like, I mean, we're at the halfway point of this game, give or take. And like, why was Russ harder than than Abbott? <laughs> So yeah, I, it's a little weird. I was very disappointed in the uh, in the in this shootout. Did you? How was your? I mean, I'm guessing yours was a lot different, Dante, since you had one life or one bar of life. It was pretty frustrating, just in the fact that like the enemies in this game are pretty aggressive compared to most shooters, which I like. Same, but having one blip in this game. <laughs> means you are at the cusp of death at any moment. <laughs> so through no fault of my own for real, I probably had to play at least about probably about eight or nine times. So it wasn't super terrible, but it was super frustrating and just knowing like, hey, I'm about to get reloaded. If you were playing a more modern game, you could just revert to last ch- checkpoint and then re-go into that, you know? Well, that's the thing. I did revert to last checkpoint, but it was freaking... At, like, his door. Like, after it locked behind you. Oh, gotcha. But, so, yeah, it was just one of those situations where there was no getting out of it. Aside from just playing better. Gotcha. Hmm. And then yours was the same, Greg, as me and Trevor's? I don't remember exactly, um how many shots it took me to take him down, but I definitely remember seeing him running and just, just basically unloading and him dying relatively quickly. Okay. So yeah, it it just was really weird. It was just really weird. It's like, man, this is such a weak fight. And, uh, he still doesn't go down. Go ahead. You got it from Uh, here. So right after that, um, after he falls, you go to a cutscene. And Riddick is going in for the kill, but he is stopped by none other than Johns. And I don't know what Johns was doing in Abbott's apartment or his room, but he stops you from delivering the final blow on Abbott. And he's actually ready to take you because I guess he's gotten another bounty um, at another prison or somebody's given him a better offer. Um, so he's actually getting ready to take you out of the prison and leave. Um, but then what's the guy's name? Hoxie. 
Yeah, the warden. The warden. Um, you know, he walks in, and and it's like this um, this Mexican standoff, not so fast, and um, and he's like, "We're gonna send you to a, a deeper part of the prison." And that's when they show you being transported to, um, uh, what is it called? I guess they're sending you towards the mines in the prison. Yeah, yeah, it's like the, um, it, it, I like the aesthetic of it. It's like, like the, the, what do you call them? The big trailer, uh, storage bins that you see trucks, yeah. uh, pull. And it's like, those are the prisons, and so you're in like a, a big trailer that's put into a wall, and then like it, it's really dope. I don't know how to describe it. It's like a huge pit, and then it's just walls of you know like in trailers in, in Monsters Inc. where they have all those doors moving around like a factory setting. Yeah, that, that's yeah. kind of how the cells work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. It's really cool. Um. But what was the cutscene? Like, um, I think it was like two dudes. Like, basically, you have your trailer, and then the front lid opens, and you can basically walk on the the door. Oh, yeah, it's, it's like, like a like catwalk, a, a little landing. Yeah, like a catwalk, and you can walk between the ones that are all at the same height as you. And you kind of see, like, oh, like you can see how serious it is because two prisoners, like one guy's having like a, it seems like a mental breakdown. And he's like bothers another prisoner, and another prisoner kind of pushes him. They they scuffle, and the prisoner pushes him off into the pit and basically kills him. And then you see like, oh, he's on security camera, and he's broken the protocol. I guess you're not supposed to kill other inmates here, and uh, so he gets lit up by the security cam slash turret gun that, um, and he knows it's about to happen. So he gets lit up because he pleads for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he realizes. He's like, oh, 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 God, no! Don't, don't do it! No, no, no! Yeah. Uh, there's a cell open to me that I could easily dodge into. He was but stricken with no, fear. No, just don't shoot me! I swear to God. Stricken. He with knew fear. what was about to happen. But um, yeah, it, it, this this area, your new part of prison. I don't know how it's going to be. Like I haven't played it yet. Like if it's going to be like quote-unquote like a hub world or how that will work but um I'm, it's a dope aesthetic that i really dig so i'm looking forward to playing it i just hope that i don't have to do any more combat for the rest of the game i mean the game can only go up from here right can it though i see, no, I what, see did what you, you did there about i'm good <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah what was the quote like um damn it was like I'm about to go down to hell, or it only is up from here, or something like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh man, this game is so. Good. So yeah, I said to again, Trevor. I, I thought you said this what? game is so good. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So, what do you guys want to see for the remaining remainder of this game? Um, I'll go first. Okay. Yeah, I go. Don't. What, what do you say, Dante? I don't. You'll go first. You don't. You don't have any hopes. <laughs> nope. I, um. No. You know what? I'm. I'm being unfair. This is not my least favorite game we've played. Uh, so this is. It's probably in the bottom twenty. Is this above brothers? It is. So much Starbreeze hate. Hey. 
I like Syndicate. But these other games. <laughs> uh, uh, what about you, uh, Greg? Um, so I'm hoping that the combat improves. Um, maybe. <laughs> I, I'm hoping the gameplay just radically changes. <laughs> Hey, you, you never know. I mean, some games have, uh, you know. You know, it could be Spore. Maybe there's a second phase where you go out into space and, yeah. you know, it just becomes a sim at that point. Or Rick like, is being, like, prison manager 2018 or whatever. Or, like, wasn't it Fable 3 that the game was, like, one way for, like, half of the game and then it completely changes at the end? It could happen. So, I mean... I think that's the only thing I'm kind of looking forward to. Hopefully that that improves, and we'll see. What about you, Trevor? So I am here for the lore. You don't have to lie. <laughs> You're here for the game. <laughs> no, like like I said, I'm I'm not a huge fan of stealth games, um, which is why I never got around to playing. What? Hey, <laughs> hey, what's that got to do with this game? What's that got to do with this? I meant before playing. I did not know how this game was going to be. I just knew it was called a stealth game. And I'm not a huge fan of uh, uh, MMOs, but um, <laughs> like, what does that got to do with this game? Which is why I never got around to playing it. But I'm glad I'm playing it now, and I hope there's more um, like visions and voices from Shira, um, so that we can get a little bit more insight on Riddick. Even if it's like stuff that's been touched on the movies before, I just want to see how it all connects. Okay. Um, see, now I'm obligated to make sure he plays a stealth game, a true stealth game. At some hey, point I've played um, <laughs> Sticks. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna reach What's through the TV. Sticks, man. You know what Trevor be like, Bro. man, Hitman Go is my favorite stealth game. <laughs> what's, what's wrong with sticks? <laughs> you know what? Um, well, You're I'm right. kind of with Greg. I, I, I at least I just hope there's more gunplay than hand-to-hand combat. I don't want to go back. I don't really want to do either, but I would choose guns over hand-to-hand combat. I'm hoping that we get some stronger slash more accurate weapons or like you know like I'm, I'm hoping that like the guns kind of get cooler like we're in the future and right now we've just had the regular like pistol assault rifle shotgun so I'm hoping we get some cooler guns um I guess the only other question I have is well I have two questions um do you guys see why people consider this? Actually, I hold that to the next one. Uh, so far, do you? Th- yeah, I think that would be a. Yeah, better. yeah. Do, do you think this game so far has held up? Like, um, do you guys think that, like, by modern standards, like, do you think that this is, fi- or even even two thousand and nine? I guess we can even say this this reboot or whatever this remake. Like, is there anything that really stands sticks out out of place as far as like oh this isn't in modern games i think we touched on a couple but like the controls like the the, the re- re- reload being a different button than normal the crouch being a different button the and then just having to pick up health packs but do you think other than that do you think there's anything else that kind of like dates this game or makes it seem like older than it actually is 
Um, the lack of a real map or any navigation cues at all. I mean, there is a map. You just have to pause. Well, not it. like a, a a real like a a map with like an indicator on your location. Yeah, right? yeah. The, the, there's no map in the hood. I mean, yeah. I've never been to prison, but <laughs> I don't think you get a map. In Trevor. The Trevor, <laughs> Trevor, he's... That's the second time he's used that line. He's never, he's never been to prison, and he's never picked up a girl at a bar. <laughs> Alright, um, what about you, Dante? I, I think the gameplay actually ages decently, aside from, like, some people are going to say this um, health mechanic yeah. is a little archaic, but... I don't think the combat, like at least the melee combat, it's different, but I don't think it's outdated. If I saw that in a modern game, I wouldn't be thinking, oh, this is an old thing. I just mm-hmm. think it's very exclusive and unique to this game in particular. Yeah, yeah. The shooting, I don't think is great, but I think it's, I think it's fine. So I don't really have too much of an issue with it. And I do like kind of navigating the prison and how it's all... Somewhat interconnected. It's not like the most cohesive thing per se, but I think there's different elements to every area you go to. So I like that. I know what it is for you. I think we all touched on something that we don't like, but overall, I think we like the game. Or like, think uh, that. Okay, okay. I'm sorry, 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 sorry. We've all touched on a thing that we think doesn't hold up, but I think overall, we think the game holds up. That's what I meant to say. So, like, for you, the, it was the checkpointing. I don't think Greg's going to co-sign that. For you, it was checkpointing. The checkpointing was pretty crappy. So, you got stuck in a sticky situation where a modern game, like, you c- could checkpoint or save yourself. You know, you can't save... The- or in a modern game, your health would have been replenished. Sure, sure. By the time you got to the checkpoint. Um, and then, I, I, I guess for Greg, it's... Yeah, Greg doesn't like this game. But also, what games do Greg like? Besides the game he picks, you know? Street Fighter Five. So he only hey, likes bad I, uh, games. That <laughs> <laughs> Catherine was pretty good. Okay, okay. What about you, Trevor? Do you think this game holds up? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> I mean I'm not I'm not arguing or anything. I, I think there I think it I think it holds up. I think mean, there's some things. Is it better than brothers? <laughs> Apples and oranges. That's the long I'm gonna yeah, say. Yeah, man, because because Brothers is a good puzzle game, and this is a good stealth game. <laughs> good answer. <laughs> like Family Feud. Good answer. <laughs> um, I guess we don't have anything else, do we? Do you, do you have your your question lined up, Dante? I actually do. I I thought of it a couple minutes good. ago. So, if you were to let me see. Let me actually rephrase this. What movie franchise would you like um, to see be made into a game? Uh, it, my answer would be a little dated, but um, maybe like The Rock. I mean, that would be kind of dope. Hmm. What kind of game would that be? Um. Yes. See, also, that... give a um. A developer. And oh, a you don't have to give a developer. Uh, <laughs> or you can if you want, I guess. Let's see. I have to think about that. 
it had it would be a shooter, but it's kind of a question of like, I don't know, like maybe like you do sledgehammer or something like that because it seems like that would be up their alley or something like that. Um, I don't know, but for sure it would be a shooter. Okay, what about you, Dante? Or Trevor, whichever. Man, I'm trying to think. So you said any any film franchise? Yeah, any film franchise. I'm trying to think of one that hasn't already been adapted to a, a video game. That you like? Yeah. <laughs> like whether done well most have been done poorly, but Hmm. I have the game, but I'm trying to think of actually hold up, let me I have the movie, I should say, but I'm trying to think who I'd want to. Uh... Okay, I can I can do mine while you guys are yeah. waiting. So, I would like to see an Inception like I don't know if it would have to be a prequel, a sequel, or interquel since that franchise is so weird. Or I guess it's not even a franchise; it's literally just one movie. But I'd like to see it done by Remedy behind um, Alan Wake and Quantum Break because they already do a lot of time-bendy like supernatural third-person shooters which I think would be like right up Inception's alley. I also wouldn't be against Hideo Kojima um, Hideo Kojima giving his take on that because I think it would be really interesting. What is that new Remedy game that they're working on? That... Control. That I get kind of like a little bit of an Inception type vibe from that exactly so i think they're already kind of giving me what i want okay i think so the movie man okay i, I had two i had two so it's gotta be fast and furious <laughs> that's what i wanted to choose on that wasn't fast and furious my criterion <laughs> no no because okay so like i was thinking like one was rush hour and i'd want I want Ninja Theory to do it, mostly because I just want to see the facial animations on Chris Tucker. Like, <laughs> that's so oddly. Specific. Like, I want to see Chris Tucker facial animations and Jackie Chan's like fighting animations. So I think that would be really cool. Like, because you know how Jackie Chan, like, I'm, I'm thinking of like Enslaved and like how like he's interacting with things, and that's how Jackie Chan fights. You know, he's jumping through ladders and fighting with chairs and stuff and I think that would be really cool and like smooth looking in a Ninja Theory game but also like specifically Chris Tucker's facial animations because they do really good face work but then I was trying to think of like what type of game if I did uh, Fast and Furious like what type of game because I would want a little bit of car stuff but I wouldn't want enough to like warrant bringing Criterion on so then I thought about it, and I want it to be Arxis to do it, but I want them to have the same animator that they had to do the animation or the anime parts for Catherine. So I want all the car stuff to take place in, like, anime, like, cutscenes. So, like, you know... Is this just <laughs> But I want... <laughs> it's weirdly specific. But I want the actual game to be, like, a, like a cover-based shooter, kind of like... Um, I want it to be, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I got it, I got it. So I want Arxis, to whoever their animation team that did the Catherine, um, uh. The one odd, specific, like, no cutscene that you love. 
Yeah, but I want all that the race scenes right. to be that. But then I want the main game to be a cover base shooter done by Swordfish, the guys that did 50% Blood in the Sand. So I want Vin Diesel and The Rock. Oh, so, <laughs> like you, have so you want Tygon Studios to, to help out too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you have to pick Vin Diesel as the main character and you can pick your buddy. Like Vin Diesel is the 50 Cent in this game. And then your partners can be uh, Ludacris, The Rock, um, Tyrese, or... Uh, R.I.P. Paul Walker, um, <laughs> or Paul, <laughs> and all four of them are love interests. No, but you can do the same. Like you can do the 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 taunts, but instead of the taunts being super like um, uh, um, super like over the top, they're just going to be the Vin Diesel one liners. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then so those those are my games. <laughs> Okay, mine's gonna be really simple. Top that. <laughs> I would this want the game. Wiz, not the Wizard of Oz, the Wiz, um, to be adapted into like a a role playing game. Of course, by Square Enix. So what is the um, Wiz about? It's basically the Wizard of Oz, but told with Michael uh, Jackson. With Michael Jackson, Diana Ross, Nipsey uh, Russell. It's it's pretty good. <clears throat> Actually, have you ever played Costume Quest, Trevor? Played what? <laughs> Costume Quest? No, I've heard of it. Yeah, like that would be cool. Like a, it's like a my my first RPG. Like it's like a baby mode RPG, and it would be cool to play that. The Wiz through that. Not to say that the Wiz doesn't deserve like a full blown like RPG either. But like, dude, like, can you imagine my game? Like, instead of taunting, <laughs> you could be like. I live my life one quarter mile at a time. <laughs> and that's the line you say, or like, <laughs> um, what was the line? Um, uh, still a buster. <laughs> and then the one where he's like, there's nothing more important in this room than family. <laughs> and he's just gunning people down. <laughs> oh, great game. What a great game. Um, Greg, do we got any emails? We're gonna wrap this up. Wrap uh, this up. Unfortunately, no. But you know, you guys know what's up. You can always hit us up at mischeckpoints at gmail dot com, and uh, you know, tell us what your favorite movie based game is, what your favorite movie is. You know what? You know, whatever. We're there. So uh, yeah, guys, hit us up there, and we'll uh, hopefully be able to read on the show. All right. And where can people find you at? Um, I am on Twitter at Boombox Hero, Facebook.com slash Boombox Hero, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash XDRD Magnegro. All right. Where can people find you at, Dante? People can find me at Twitch, um, twitch.tv slash Awaken Cloud, and I should be doing some pretty regular streaming coming up. All right. Where can people find you at, Trevor? People can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Lyric Unsung. And you guys can find me on Steam. I'll probably be playing Cook, Serve, Delicious 2. And hating myself for it. Wasting his <laughs> life away. Yeah. Or I'll be down to play some uh, Left 4 Dead 2. Let's uh, go. You know, I'll be down to play some of that. Also wasting his life also, away. Also, I think I'm going to probably pick up Rocket League on uh, Steam. 
wasting my life away as well on that, so you can hit me up on that too. So yeah, uh, playing games that I already played before. That's me. <laughs> um, you should at least like stream your cook serve delicious if you're going to commit to this like atrocity. Man, I gotta figure out. Streaming is just too much. Of, I don't have enough know-how. <laughs> it's easy enough. I, I hear. <laughs> the one time I ever tried to stream, I streamed myself playing FTL, and no camera, no audio. It was tight. I thought he was going to say he streamed himself in his underwear on accident. Hey, man. <laughs> that too? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, one other thing. We have figured out our next batch of games. So we wanted to let you guys know what we're going to be playing for the next five months. So I think I said earlier that we were going to say the month of October would be the runner-up in our um, May fan vote, fan submission game. So the runner-up was The Evil Within. So that's going to be our game of October, and that's like a good little tie-in to the season, to the holidays, I guess you could say, uh, playing a scary game in October, so not looking forward to that at all. Um, and then the rest of the games, and I think well, we have a graphic up, hopefully, soon, for with the, like the rest of these games. Are okay. we going to have a graphic posted up on the Facebook page? Hopefully. Okay, cool. Um, so it doesn't have to be like immediate. I mean, yeah, we're still playing. Yeah, soon, soon. We'll, we'll we'll have it up hopefully before the end of the week. Um, so for the month of October, like I said, we're playing the Evil Within. Uh, the month of November is Trevor's month, and that will be Detroit Become Human. Uh, for the month of December, it's Dante's month, and we are playing Dead Cells. Um. So we're actually playing that. That's going to be the first like new game. Actually, both of those games are new from this year, right? Yep. Yeah, 2018. Um, and then uh, January 2019, so beginning of next year, it's going to be Greg's game. And that is Doom, the most recently released in the 2016 release. And then my month, February, taking it back. And we're playing some Psychonauts. So The Evil Within... Detroit Become Human, Dead Cells, Doom 2016, and Psychonauts. And those are going to be our next five games. So try to pick those up. You know, Black Friday or even like some random sales that you see leading up to it. Labor Day sale. Um, but those are going to be the next batches of games we play. So yeah, be on the lookout for us starting to hype up and get ready for those games. Um, do you guys got anything else? Nope. All right, cool. Well, we are mixed checkpoints and we are out. Peace.